0: And this time, back with the original co-host, the OG co-host of King of
1: the List, Randy Cook. How's it going, people? Another day. How are you, sir? It's all right. Weather's nice. Freezing fucking cold. So, um, for a little, probably people all over
0: the world have heard, but in Canada, uh, weed's been legalized. yeah. And the government is a drug dealer. That's how gangster our government is right now.
1: You can buy weed from the government right now. So I was listening yesterday on the radio. Not all the statistics are in, but they were talking about the sales in the first twenty-four hours. So Alberta is a province of a couple million people, two million, three million people, or whatever. Their sales were seven hundred and I think sixty thousand in the first first twenty-four hours. Seven hundred sixty thousand what dollars? Dollars. So not all the provinces turned in their things. Ontario had 100,000 sales, but they didn't actually give the number behind it. So somebody could have bought from one gram to an ounce or whatever they bought. Yeah. But the thing I found really funny they were talking about is who came in number two for sales that has turned in is Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia is a pro- province with about maybe 250,000 people tops. You had nothing going on there. Nothing. And they hit $650,000 in sales. Oh, damn. So, 24 hours. Yeah. So they're they're literally eight times smaller than Alberta, but they hit in 24 hours. They were showing the pictures because there they can... In Ontario right now, it's only online, but some of the provinces are dispensaries right now. Mm. The lineups were... It looked like a, a Boxing Day sale. Like it was... <laughs> it was like the, Black Friday. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like they were giving away TVs at, at Future Shop. Like they were fucking it's, everywhere. It's crazy. So I was talking to people... I think
0: 50 years from now, you know how we look back in the 1920s, they had prohibition where you weren't allowed to drink booze. Our great grandkids, like generations down, will look back and be like, do you guys weren't, do you remember when you weren't allowed to smoke weed? We're the generation that get the see weed be legalized. They're gonna make, you guys are such prudes. Like, were you afraid to talk about smoking a joint? Like, what are you, what, what the, how square were you? And for them it'll be nothing, because they'll grow up in it, and like seeing it available wherever the shit. Now we could buy booze in grocery stores. They could probably buy weed in grocery stores in 50 years. But for us, there was a time when I mean, you will get locked up. You know, people, we have like drug dealers who are buying houses, just marketing weed, like fucking bootleggers from the 20s, Al Capone style now like this it's a total game-changer now all that's out the window the government's making oodles of dough even Canada Post okay for all people around Europe America Canada Post our mailing service they're flooded right now they're getting swamped with business they're so far behind because they're trafficking drugs they're drug traffickers okay so they have to now increase the amount of employees budgeting the amount it's it's like um, what do they call it job creation it's, it's like job creation where like the amount of money that's being brought into the government, instead of wasting money, fighting, locking
1: up people for smoking weed, now they're making money. Well, well there's a bunch of pros and cons, but with the Canada Post, it's kind of funny right now, is that they, they picked a perfect time to go into fucking union negotiations for that, because they had, yeah. like the right when this is about to go big, they're like, oh, we're going to negotiate now, because they, yeah. they, they said, the OCS said that they already are going to uh, look at an alternative plans, but the thing is, is when you order online, they say one to three days. After the first day, they're right away, like, it's going to be one to five days, our system fucking crashed. Like yeah. There was so many, there was a hundred orders a minute coming through on that. Jesus. So, Newfoundland, I read, has already ran out. They have to fucking get new stock, I guess. Fucking, I was like, man, this is, but here, here, the pros and cons. The pros... For our economy, huge. It's gonna help with with so many things because it's government regulated. Huge right? Like money there's man. so much money coming in, like I figure yeah. our deficits paid next week. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the government's like, yo, we should have been
0: dealing drugs. Yeah. We should so they're watching narcos like, we gotta get in this. But the the cons of this They start selling cocaine next week. The cons, like, fuck that let's go all in. Let's
1: go all in. <laughs> the cons of this is is that if anyone's been watching the news and they watch us, man, do we look like a bunch of fucking crackheads now? Yeah. Like it's just Lineups of people high as fuck sitting so, inside smoking like and I'm glad like I know in a couple months this will blow over, not that big a deal. But like Canada's you know, we were known for fucking moose and maple syrup and hockey and shit like that, and now it's just a bunch of fucking guys getting stoned. Like it's literally lineups of people getting so high. So do you think people who didn't smoke weed before will now start buying? No. I don't. I don't think it's gonna I don't think it's gonna transition like that, but There's some things I thought about this. Okay, so weed was illegal. You could eventually go to jail, but there's a lot of things that go along with that. So say you're... uh you're a CEO of a company, and you like to have your odd pop once in a while, right. and, and so you gotta go to your local fucking dealer, you gotta pick Tw- up some weed. You gotta go to your local high school kid. Take a, take a chance, <laughs> Driving home, you might get caught, you know, that gets publicized, and then you lose Shut your up job. Shut a
0: fucking dirty house looking, hey, can I buy some weed off you kid? But, you, but
1: your, your chance of losing your job, or, or that whole thing is, is, now you can order right to your fucking front door. Yeah. Nobody will ever know whether you are. So, the, so there's some pros to that, but here's the thing is that it's people with children, okay, so my generation, Whatever, you know, maybe I would. Have, I bought a bag of weed when I was a kid. I, I got a bag of weed. Kids nowadays, because there's so much shit out there, like, they, I mean, they could buy a bag of weed and it could be laced with fentanyl. It could be laced with fucking meth. It could be laced with something like they're not. So those kids nowadays that are growing up that decide maybe one day I'll want to smoke it, they will. And at least they're getting a, a government issued something that's clean, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know if the next generation will really jump towards it because there's no stigma behind it. It's not illegal. It's yeah. not. There's nothing about it. It's like it in that's Europe.
0: It's like in Europe with alcohol, and you have to have like wine at the table, at the dinner table, and then those people grow up and they're like, yeah, like wine doesn't fucking do it for me.
1: Yeah, but yeah, it's, 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 like, no, it's whatever. It's but, a dinner but thing. But Holland, I mean, they lot of weed, and did, it's not really. So I haven't smoked. I haven't smoked weed since like
0: fucking a long. I'm talking like fifteen years longer. Okay. Um, some people listen. Like what's six? We seen you. You must have been 10 at the time then. But um, I'm 39. So, a long ass time, early 20s. Yep. And then, um, for the first time, I ordered weed on. I bought some drugs from the government. I haven't got it yet. It's, it's in Canada Post. And me and Kathleen are like, yo, should we smoke some weed? Should we try this? I haven't done it in like 15 fucking years. And I'm like, um, it's, it's as easy as ordering a pizza now. They're gonna, you know what? The government is gonna pre roll my weed drive it to my house, put it in my fucking mouth, light it, order me a pizza, start up, (laughs) hey, listen to me, start up the video games, and I pay for that, by the way, and then I say, hey, beat it. Hey, get Netflix going and beat it, and they fucking leave, and that's service, and you pay a little extra. People are like, well, it's a little more expensive, it's a little more expensive, so I'll still go to my guy, cool. Go to your fucking dirty 20-year-old kid down the street and buy your weed, but, you know, he's selling it to you wet. may or may not be ripping you off. You got to fucking deal with some dirt bag and have weird conversation for 20 minutes when you only want a two-minute conversation. I don't want to talk to a fucking pizza guy. I want the pizza dropped off at my house yeah, and really get it. the fuck out of my face. That's how there's, there's no I don't want my no. I don't want to be involved with a dirtbag drug dealer who's trying to talk to me. Hey, hey, you lift, right? Let me ask you something. Don't ask me shit.
1: Yeah, 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 you, you don't know. have to go there anymore you don't have to have the shitty conversations you don't have to meet the fucking people you don't want to meet because they came in when you're in there yeah. you don't have to fucking go to play fucking tag with your dealer of when he decides to wake his sorry ass up to yeah. give you some um, and then you, you don't have to sit there and watch his shitty YouTube videos that aren't funny like it's yeah. just, it's, it's ending that whole the whole cycle yeah. it's like man drop it at my house pre-rolled right there thank you and then I just watch you're, Netflix you're not at their discretion like yes. that's the part about it is it's not like you know you pay extra for that i don't give a shit if i pay a little extra how much more is it that people but
0: can but but with? is
1: it okay so so here's the thing i noticed for for a half for a quarter is it's seven grams so it's 45 dollars to 120 depending on strand right i partaked for quite a few years as i'm no. younger no and the, th- the thing is about it is that Either they have a very good photographer, or they're going to send us some pretty good shit. Because I'll tell you what, the quality of that shit looks pretty good. No, so, it's going to be good. So, so the he thing scientists. Like, I know that, but I'm saying when you look at the pictures and you see what, what you're able to get, you know, I I like I said I partake for many years no. on this. And so the thing is, is stop. When it. I look at it, it's uh, it looks like good shit,
0: hmm. and,
1: and it'd be interesting to see. Like, <laughs> well, we'll see. I know there's. I'm just starting to learn about. There's different strands no, that can get you the hyper. The shit, yeah, there's yeah. shit
0: that'll bring you down and let you watch Netflix and chill. You don't want and the shit that can get you hyper and amped up can also give you anxiety. Some people like, I don't like weed that gives you anxiety. Well there's different strands, and you probably had the wrong stuff for you. They got the government has seventy-five different strands available. They want to double up to 150 by like in a couple of months. Like they're these guys, <laughs> these guys are all in. They've, they are ready. Yeah, Listen to the government. I'm on a government website. Let me just say somehow hilarious this is. I'm on a government website and I could buy OG Kush. From the fucking government. The government's like, what you want, man? OG Kush? <laughs> you want the purple dragon? I got you! Like this is crazy! So, this is crazy! So the other thing this is. is Canada. So oh for God's sake. sake, we're not like.
1: The thing is now in Ontario we don't won't we have dispensaries until April, so they're going to do everything online, but we also don't have like edibles and stuff like that, like some of the other provinces have already, so Snortables. yeah i mean it'll be it'll be interesting when this thing goes and sees like full out how much but it's honestly as a Canadian there's part of it that bothers me a little bit some of the stuff that goes along with it like they're they they have not really decided on where you can smoke and not smoke and stuff like that like and there were some things i, I heard on there they were talking about being able to smoke in parks. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's right to me. Like I don't because if I don't want a kid to walk by and see a guy sitting at a park bench drunk with a bottle of wine, I don't yeah. really think you should be blowing smoke in a kid's face either. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, smoking should go with the same stigma. Like, smoking weed should be go same stigma as smoking, wherever that's you're allowed. You or drinking you booze. Or drinking booze
0: because it's intoxication as well. So you don't get. You can't walk around intoxicated. Like, walk down the street fucking hammered with a bar, uh, bottle in your hand, you could transport a 2 4 from, you know, down the road to your bike. Yeah, yeah. You
1: can't be drinking it. Yeah. Um, it's probably the same thing with smoking weed. Is it not that? Well, they're saying, well, from what I read, is like like they're allowing in parks and stuff like that. Like, you'll be able to sit down in the park bench, you get high. <laughs> I just, uh, with that there, like, I don't know, I just think there's a respectful thing with, like, the people that don't do it. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, maybe the older generation that are fucking pissed off as fuck about it or the kids, right? Like, because I think that's so crazy. This is all happening. Soon, the, yeah, we went to the park, had some sex, but, whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah fuck, but, fuck my wife. But on top of my goddamn wife. But it's fine. There's always a line. Look, we all know. Yeah, there's always like, okay, what do you want in public? What do you not want in public?
1: Which should be how should we all conduct ourselves in public? It's different. There is a line. So I think, as far as the economy goes, like I think it's going to be absolutely fucking phenomenal for Canada because there's some things we locked in on. That's going to be able to distribute a lot to the U.S. too. Like, I've been reading a lot about this. So, there's some things that, some things they've been able to get into that they locked in where they're going to end up looking like they're going to distribute, like, a shit ton to the U.S. We're of just, weed? Of weed. We sell drugs yeah. to the because U.S. Where are the, the, the U.S. is supply Because care? there's some some states that are legal. Federally, they're not legal, but some states are legal. So, yeah. But what they're saying is that as Canadians... The worst thing you could possibly do, if you travel a lot, is to post, uh, like if you're on social media and stuff, or talk a lot about about getting, like smoking weed or whatever else, because they still have the right to turn you away at the border because yeah. you're a fucking. It's federally, it's against their 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 yeah. laws, right? Yeah. So, but I mean, like financially, I think the government, I mean, they don't have to put money into stopping it now; they could put money into making it. And yeah. and I think that And make money
0: off that though. Oh
1: a shit ton. It. Profit A shit. Yeah, to
0: Try to stop it. There's no you know, you're you just blowing money out the window, you're never gonna stop it. And there's no money coming off whereas this way,
1: yeah, man, mean you're gonna make up. They're, they're making oodles. Well here's the thing, like I've been working I've worked the same job since eighteen years old and I work my fucking ass off of what I do and I'll tell you as you're I, a prostitute. I, basically <laughs> oldest profession. But as I get as I get older it never really bothered me, dealers and stuff like that. But now when I see like a 20-year-old kid rolling a new fucking, you know, Beamer, fucking living in a nicer house than me. And all he does is sell weed fucking from, you know, five at night. So you like this
0: for all the jealousy reasons now. That, kid, that that kid's moved back in with his parents.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> dude, that's not a reason he's, he's working to alone. like this. <laughs> you right? are a <laughs> vindictive son of a... That's why you like this. So, there's probably a dude you picture in your head when you said that too. Fuck, I can't wait to run into that guy. How's sales now, bud? Yeah, that's 7-Eleven. Um, and the thing is, you can't be too surprised by this. Um, our, so, Justin Trudeau, who's a pretty boy, and he's like, um, he like snowboarder a snowboarder. Snowboarder, a bit of a pushover. Yeah. He also, when I posted this not long ago, he boxed. He also boxes and tosses hands. And um, I don't know if anyone knows this. Like some people, maybe not from Canada, but our prime minister, when he was on his way up, he was... Came in prime minister 2015, and in 2012, like right before they, and this is that's three years ahead, not very much before that. He was a liberal, one of the parties up here, and there's a conservative, another party up here, and they're both senators, and they're both like you know heads of their whatever, and they they're political rivals, and they're like there's a charity match, and they, this official bet. They're like let's fight, let's 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 throw them the claws, and let's scrap it out, and um, whoever wins wins, and all money will get the charity. We're not going to, whatever. We'll keep an amateur battle. But it's an official battle with officials and everything. And people are like, Justin, Justin Trudeau's dad was prime minister. For, I'm saying this for people around the world who might not know. This is like a dynasty. It's like the, uh, I don't know in the U.S., what dynasties they have for yeah. presidents. But whatever. So they were like, they're grooming him Bush to be, they're, yeah, only not quite so they're on the left and not push yeah, yeah. on the right. But yes there you go and they're grooming him to be prime minister obviously three years later he became prime minister two years later he was running for prime minister he's grooming this whole time they're like if you fight this guy and you get punched out like it's not good it's not good <laughs> and this is your political rival too they're gonna they're gonna be all over you Friggin' justin Trudeau's was like I, i've been i've been boxing for a long time but i've never been actual to fight because you're not going to be a guy with 50 amateur fights and then go into politics, they're gonna call you punchy and all the rest of it. They're like, we're not gonna vote for a guy who may or may not have CTE. Like we know, the, we know the stigma around guys who get hit in the head, you know what I mean? So he wasn't allowed to, he said, but he would box. Him and his dad, he's super into, he loves boxing, but he could never box because it would kill his political career. And probably, yeah, justly, not too many mm-hmm. boxers. If you meet a boxer when he's 65, they all talk a little slow and he's not necessarily the guy you wanna run your whole goddamn government. So he, he's like, if this is my shot, I'm taking it. And they're like, oh, okay. And to this day, they said, if he didn't win that boxing match, A, he probably never would have been a prime minister because popularity went through the roof after he punched this guy out. And um, the other guy, as soon as he lost, he said, I had people who just stopped returning my phone calls. Like they said, like immediately after I got punched out by Trudeau. And if you see the fight, I posted on my personal Instagram, just the highlights, but um, Trudeau the pretty boy, you would have thought he would have got pumped out. Yeah. He was pumping a jab, but he got rocked early and the guy was climbing all over him unloading because he thought, I'm just going to intimidate Trudeau, unload on him, and he's going to cower, and he kind of did early, and this dude was like more jacked up and just like unloading on him, but then he got tired and he couldn't put Trudeau away. And then when Trudeau realized, oh, you're tired? Came on in the second, finished him in third, and the guy was like huffing and puffing, like, oh shit. And Trudeau's a tall, lanky bastard with long hands, pumping a jab, was climbing all over this dude. They stopped the fight, and uh, bam, Trudeau. But yeah, man, we got a prime minister who is a drug dealer in boxes. Not quite the, the pretty boy that everyone thinks. Anyways, um, so if Trump keeps running his damn mouth, we should be like, why don't you fight him? Box him! Man up! Man up, who? All right, let's call Jason Mike. We're getting close to 20 minutes, and so my man's has been waiting. Uh, let's see. Okay, so we got Jason Mike, who um, fresh off of a huge performance of the US Nationals, my man. Second biggest total in uh, the whole US Nationals. Um, did you hit your goals? Is that what you wanted? Hell no. No?
2: Nah, uh, actually, the plan—the plan was to go over 2,100, and it should have been there. And even, you know, uh, through everything that happened, uh, after I missed my squat, I missed the 755 squat. I checked out. I was—I was, I was kind of done because I kind of knew that if I hit my openers, I would win the Masters title, mm-hmm. and that's what the main goal was. Because I mean, you're gonna okay, you finish second, but. I'm not going to go to Worlds as a 120-plus. A, a so the main goal is always to make sure you get the Masters title, for me anyway. And um, after I missed that squat two inches from lockout, I think it just zapped me. Like, I didn't have anything left after that. I was just like, let me go ahead and get my bench out the way. And even bench, I cramped up on my last warm-up so bad that I couldn't even set up. I had to do my last – my last warm-up was 5.07, I had to do it with my legs in the air because I, yeah. I couldn't get my uh, I couldn't get my legs down to actually get the lift off. So I thought I was in trouble. I thought I was about the bomb. I was because I didn't change the time. I didn't change the number, and I went out barely got the five seventy three opener, and I put six hundred on the bar, but it was no way I was going to get it. So it was just like it was kind of a shit show, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know because everybody's expecting me to go 622 or you know put up a big bench yeah. and it just it wasn't there and uh you know for deadlift I knew that all I needed was about 600 I mean I literally was just trying to do just enough to get through the meet and when I got to deadlift my deadlift was fine and the, the funniest thing about this was the person that got me into the meat was Ray because Ray just was fucking with me the whole time like he told me about my music choices, like, there's terrible, we're arguing over Plies, and, uh, yeah, I forgot who we, we was talking about Plies and Kevin Gates, and we were just going back and forth, but I wasn't into it, and he was just like, bruh, like, what you doing? Like, he just kept, I was like, okay, like, he does this to me all the time, but it's like, he, he, he's, like, supposed to be focused on something else, but he messed with me, and it's like, all right, bruh, all right, bruh, all right, I'm gonna have fun, I'm gonna have fun, so I went out, and, um, I actually opened with 660, just to get a number on the board. And all all three deadlifts, I could have opened with what I finished with. So uh, the 2022 was a funny number. And I don't know if you want to get into the little drama between me and Kenya, but Yeah, uh, man, let's do it all. Let's
0: do it because okay. that was an interesting... He's a junior. You're a master. It's like a head-to-head battle of the generations there. And um, I was pulling for because I'm floating into the masters myself. I was pulling for you. But it was it's an interesting matchup. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Um, what makes it funny is, is that um, I've, I've had the opportunity to be around him a, a, a little bit. We've eaten dinner um, as a group of his entire family and stuff. He has a beautiful family, man. He's like everyone's real supportive of him. So, like, I'm one of those people, like, I want to help him with his bench press. I really do. Like, he's not far from me, so I actually want to help him. But I was like, damn, people really think he's going to beat me. I was like, okay. So I kind of was looking at that as a, like, a little bit. I'm not going to let the kid beat me this year. Not this year. He might beat me next year, but not this year. But um, when we got into the meet, I knew that I had to stay within 200 pounds of his squat because I know my bench is about 200 pounds better than his bench, and I know that I can outpull him. So I thought it was going to be a little bit easier, and I, it was no way I thought I was going to miss a 755 pound um, squat. But when I missed it, I was like, "Damn!" I was like, "I might be in a little trouble here." So we get to bench press and only get 573. So I'm like really disappointed. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to get a 2,000 pound total. I'm going to win the um, I'm going to win the Masters title, but I can't make mess around with Grand Higa because Grand Higa is a professional lifter. So if you make one mistake, he'll capitalize. So no. I was like, I was still in there a little bit, but when we get to um, deadlifts, they're like, uh, they're like, you know, um, paying your bench a little bit more than what he was supposed to. And I was like, wait, what? And they're like, he's 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 a, he's forecast ahead of you. Oh shit! And I was <laughs> like, I was like, damn. I was like, okay. So I lowered my opener. I lowered my opener from seven hundred down to uh, I lowered it down to. Uh, Six sixty. So it changed the forecast. So I was like, okay. But I was like, I lowered it 40 pounds. So I was like, well, he was only in the mid 600s or something. So he goes out and gets it. He goes out and gets his. I get mine. And I, I look at the board and I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I was like, I just want to, I just need 2,000. So I, I asked my handlers, I was like, how much do I need for 2,000? And they were like 70, like 7 So I was like, bet. So I tell my handler. I was like, look, Mark, just go ahead and put 711 in. So when they put it in, they put in 705. So I'm sitting up there like, wait what? So they're like, Panya is two kilo, 2.5 kilos ahead of you. Damn! Um, you're not going to total 2,000 if you get this lift. So I'm like, what? So I'm like, wait a minute. So if I go out and hit this lift, I'm I'm gonna have like 2,000. I'm gonna have like 1996. And I was like, bruh, I didn't want to lift no more. I was done. I was like, you know what? So they were just like, look, man, just just hit the ammonia, go out there, and hit the lift. So I take the 705. The 705 flew, like all three of my deadlifts flew. So I'm like, damn. So Pena, he goes out. He's still ahead by 2.5 kilos. So they, what they should have done, they should have pushed him a little bit. Yeah. Because I was going to have to pull 30 more pounds or whatever the case may be, the way it was broken up. So when he did his final deadlift, I looked and only had to pull seven thirty three. So I'm like, well, ain't shit!" So, I'm <laughs> do that. so I go out and when I get it, I didn't know that I beat him on body weight. So we come back and at the end of it, I was like, "He's gonna beat me. He might beat me one year, but not this year. Maybe next year." But uh, we get in the back and he was like. Damn, you beat me on body weight. He said you couldn't like go up like two point five. Like, nah, bro. So we took a picture, and I'm like, you know, making fun of him. But I, if they would have put in the right number, I would have passed on my third attempt.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So it's so it tighter kinda, than you thought. It played out. It played out crazy.
0: Came right down to the last, uh, the very last poll. I mean, Penny's one of those guys. How old is he? He's he's got a... he's twenty years old. He's a, he's a kid, but his squat is just phenomenal. What what did he put up for squat? Do you remember? It was 9-something. It was, it was yeah, was he's playing, getting closer. To, he's, he might be the first, the youngest guy to hit a G. He might be he, the He other. should.
2: He should, but I think, I think what's happening with him is that I think he's going powerlifting full-time now. I, I, he's, he was at um, Minden College playing football. Yeah. But I think he switched over now to strictly powerlifting. So I think he has a powerlifting scholarship. Mm-hmm. So, um, But he also lost weight. So he he's trying to trim down some so he can be more mold on deadlift and stuff like that. But um if anybody can do it, like I'm sitting up and watching this kid, like my last warm-up on all three lifts is five hundred pounds. Like I do like five hundred pound squat, five hundred pound deadlift, five hundred pound uh <laughs> bench. So I'm watching him doing his last his last warm-ups with seven hundred paws, seven oh five pause. Damn. But I'm like, damn, I'm in trouble. So <laughs> <laughs> Because he he actually could have outswatted Ray this meet, uh, because you know Ray came straight off the plane, yeah. to, the, to, to the venue, and uh, he missed his opener. So we was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "I don't want to, I don't even want to win nationals because I would hate to hear all the backlash that will come." We got Jason Mike going to represent the United States. That'd so be why, amazing. Think, though. Holy shit! If Ray me, like, I beat Ray Williams. <laughs> yeah, well, I would never take I would never take that one. But, uh, you know, because what some people don't realize, my total at IPF Worlds this year, I would have placed third in the Open. Oh, no uh, shit. With, with the total. Now, you could also say that for Luke Richardson, he would have placed third as well. Mm-hmm. But if you just take my number, my number would have been third, and I broke an Open World record. So mm-hmm. it, it was like one of those things where uh, it was a lot going on in terms of the, the prep and, um, you know, my, my situation with my son and everything. So it was like my training was completely done. Like I was actually putting 1,000 kilos for Raw Nationals. And the reason why I was putting it is because I've pulled 805 before. I've benched 628 before, and my squat was moving upward. So I'm thinking, you know what? If I can get up to around, you know, 780 on squat, I would have a shot at 1,000 kilos. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't sound – it sounds kind of weird when you think about it, but – it's possible. It's not. It's not that far around. Especially if I had a good prep or anything, and if my bench, you know, stayed up or something like that, I could have. But um, once I got back from um, from Summerfest, where I put up a 750 pound squat, a week later my son got diagnosed with cancer. So uh, training was out the door. Uh, we we're at the hospital every day, five days a week seeing between 3 to 10 doctors a day. Uh, then he started his radiation treatment. So I didn't work really. I didn't do anything for like the last three months. So the only thing that got me going was, was that he started like he was taking the treatments like it was nothing. Like mm. he was like, I want to work out. Like so I posted some of the videos. Him jump doing 24. He's six years old. He's doing 24 box jumps. He picked up 80 pounds, like 80 pound deadlift. Like. The kid is is superhuman. You know what I'm saying? While also, in chemo
0: treatment, this he was doing this? Huh? While while undergoing chemo treatment, yes, he was doing yes, this Wow. Because yes. you know, he'll just come to the gym.
2: So it was just one of those things where I'm like, I'm sitting up here like moping around because my son is sick, but he's not tripping. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna force myself into this training. So I lost I lost 20, I lost like 26 pounds. I was actually, I was 305 at this meet. I was I was 317,
0: 318 at world. So is that just just stress and like you couldn't eat Oh stress, man. My hair,
2: like you know, I got a full hair, beautiful hair, but it turned gray. You know? (laughs) So um, you know, all the all the stuff that, that happened, you know, it just was very stressful in a sense, but um, you know, my shit, my I just I just didn't have it. Like I it was like I couldn't do anything. Then when I started losing weight. I, was, um, I didn't realize it, you know, because I was you know, still benching around 600 still, but I wasn't doing 600 for doubles like I was doing, or my deadlift, I just wasn't deadlifting. So then one day I, I squatted, and I was like, my, my leverages were different. I was like, damn, something, something feels funny with my um, squat. So I was like, they said, uh, hey, man, you, you all right? And I was like, yeah, that's like, you're looking small. So I'm like, yeah. I said, I'm probably about the same size. I was like, get on the scale. And I'm I'm like 289. And I'm like Holy damn. smokes. So I was like, I wasn't trying to do that, you know. Yeah. So then um, a couple of weeks out, you know, going back and forth through the squat, I was like, okay, the the weight loss changed my the way I was squatting. I had figured something out with my squat and it wasn't working the same. So I started trying to eat up. So i been I was eating up all the way through the meats. And um I, I was able to get up to 305. And when I got there, it was just that like, I just didn't have it. It was like, I think everything hit me at one time. Like all the, uh, all the emotion because I was emotional wreck. Right? I went to the A7 booth. Well, let me get this light on. Right.
0: Yeah. And do you have, um, do you have earphones? Cause I think there's a beep. Is there, do you hear beep on your red? I uh-uh. I think there's, um, do you have earphones by chance? I think it might uh-huh. be feedback. No, I don't
2: have... It's just, it's just um, playing straight through.
0: Gotcha. Do you have earphones you could put in?
2: I have wireless headphones. I don't have... That none. might work.
0: That
1: might work. I think we got feedback from... Um, sometimes we get feedback... because Something, Something's beeping in the background. It's I, like, think, beep, beep,
0: beep. I think it might be from our speakers recording. Do you, if you could use those headphones, I think it'll take away the beep because we got a beep on well, our end. Well, well, let me go let me go grab them. Yeah, sure, sure. I only train 30 minutes. I only
2: train for 30 minutes, man. 30, 40 minutes. I don't have four hours of my life to give to just training stuff. But um, I actually might have to change that coming up.
0: You only train 30 to 40 minutes a day.
2: Yeah man I have to get in and out man. So if 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 you follow if you follow any of the stuff that I do, I typically train squat I bench on Mondays and Thursdays. That's a staple. That's that's raw. But my workouts have become and I actually cheating this is why my bench wasn't as good. I normally do one plate for for 10, I do two plates for five. I do three plates for two with my feet up. And I do, I used to do 501, and then I'll jump into my heavy work. But I got lazy, and I started going, like, I'll skip from my three plates straight to 575, 585, 600. And I would get my lift, and then that's it. That will be the workouts over, no down work, no nothing. So I had been doing that for a while, so I think I just built myself up to the high end, but I didn't have anything left on the backside. So normally I could do, I'll typically do like a heavy triple before I go. So last year around this time, I was doing 573 for a triple pause. Uh, at IPF Worlds, I did 600 for two sets of uh, 600 pause. I just didn't have it. And I kind of reset my program over and over again, but I didn't realize that I lost that weight. See, if I would have just got on the scale, I'd have been like, okay, you're 20 pounds down. 28 pounds down like that's what you need to change but with so much going on i mean literally we're at the hospital five days a week for three hours a day and we'll see off so it was just it was just really weird man so i never got a chance to really get into the training but um if you look at squat i I do one plate for three reps two plates for two reps one plate for one rep four plates for one rep top set Done. Jesus, and I and I got up to 760. I got up to 760 this prep, but it was high. I was I was squatting high this entire prep, but um, it still was able to move weight. But it's just I just it just I just couldn't get into it. But um, for the Arnold, I'm going at 120, and um, hopefully I could be the alternate at 120 for worlds. So for the open, uh, yes. Oh wow, is that healthy? To- I I found out you can't do that. Uh, it's actually the Dennis Cornelius rule. They <laughs> got <laughs> Dennis Cornelius rule. Well, I don't think it's official, but I think they put something in for him when he did the uh, when he went up to super heavy, but he was the world champion the year before. So I think there's some wording in there. The coach could actually uh, put someone in at one like 120 and have him as an alternate or whatever the case may be, or send them. Now that probably won't happen this year, just due to the fact that LS is going to go win a third world championship uh, as an alternate again he never loses (laughs) as an alternate man he
0: can't lose
2: but I I think he he knows that I think he knew that going in like he just wasn't right you know so uh, I think that that won't happen this year but I think I'm going to need a year at 120 to get strong enough at it but I think I can win I can win the open at 120 so um, that's the goal going forward now is just to stay at that weight class because it's just I'm too small like I, I got abs, man. Like I, I can't like I can't like random. and them, them dudes are big man. like i am I I l I'm I'm taller than them, but they're big. Like Ray was like, man, I was I'm light. I'm like four twelve. I'm <laughs> uh, Yeah. He's lost weight. That's crazy. I lost weight in flight.
1: But you look at some of these other guys, like these these kids that are coming in now, uh Joseph, like you said, he's losing some weight or whatever. Like he's not he's, he's not as huge. But though. He's still big, but I mean you look at Luke, like Luke is Luke is in good shape for the size of him, man. Like he's, he's not, a he's a big fucking kid and so is Pavlo. Pavlo's a monster. From Ukraine, right? yeah, Th- those guys
0: are like comic book characters
1: like they're so huge Pablo oh, is Pablo and like when you see him for a 20 or 21 22 whatever the fuck he is like when you see him he's just like that's what it is a comic book you're like he looks like a bad guy in a comic yeah. book like he's just a monstrosity
2: well I saw him at uh, I saw him in Belarus and I went what the fuck is that yeah <laughs> like, cause he was so his, he was so big but he he also has a, he has he has swag with him like Rich Richardson is a like I love watching him lift. He's he's a beautiful lifter to watch, except watching his bench so much. But his uh, his squat, his deadlift, I haven't seen him struggle yet. That's the little form Oh, no shit, loves, eh? like, like no, no he
1: struggles, man. He's never never struggles. Man. Not not for I guess thought he was supposed to
2: do it. But uh, his head, he has a big ass head. Like you know what I'm saying. So his his dimensions, he looks like a mob boss. Like you know what I'm saying, <laughs> Pablo. Yeah. Uh, What's his name, Pablo?
1: Yeah, Pablo
2: that dude is like I, every time I see him he's flexing <laughs> like, like he, has, he, he looks like he could be like a, a wrestler or some shit yeah. like, like, but he was big when I saw him I was like who the fuck is this kid and I'm looking at him and, and they were like he was like a kid because his mannerisms I could tell he was young Yeah. and I was just like shit so when him and Luke were going back and forth because he beat Luke and I started just watching the page and I was just like okay you know the kid squatting a little weight And then I was like, damn, he he did that for a double? Okay. (laughs) Then I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I'm like, this is crazy. But the thing with him is that I I trained one of the kids that uh, that trained in that area. And they're like, you know, he was training with the strongman guys. And, like, he's eventually going to probably go up to strongman. Yeah. But his frame, I mean, he got, I think he was 145 kilo kg. And I think if you care about your frame, if he cares about the way he looks, he's not going to be right. Yeah, Like, if he wants to stay in that 150 range, that's not enough. Yeah, he But his frame could probably handle 180 or something like that. Like, if he was willing to do that, I think then he could probably be challenged, right? But if you think about it, th- those guys aren't even the best squatters of the young guys. Payne is. Yeah. Payne is a better squatter. Uh, he puts up the most weight. Yeah. So if you think about it, his deadlift is crazy. So he'll probably push 900 or over 900 soon. But Ray is giving, he can give you 1100 Like, Ray is not, like, and I used to take offense to it, and I really don't take offense to it that, like, no one's there to push Ray. But when you think about it, there's no one in the world, like in no federation, drug tested, on drugs, no nothing, can touch Ray. Yeah. So if you say the 120 is a week, it's like, it's not that the 120 plus is a week. It's just the fact that you have the greatest ever yeah. in a certain space. Because like I said, Powerlifting is three lifts, right? I'm the best in North America on the bench press. So that should get that should get mentioned every time oh I'm gonna mention it. So, <laughs> I, I look, so I look at it I look at it like um you know for the longest time, you know, I looked at Kelly, you know, Kelly, uh, you know, Kelly is like crazy on the bench and you know, uh T D Davis. But I was chasing Jen Thompson the whole time. Like I literally Wilkes. was trying to catch her Wilkes. So yeah, I caught her Wilkes. I actually I actually caught her Wilkes now. Oh no shit! Which, yeah, I have the highest wolf in USAPL this year. Dude, that means she's the GOAT, dude. That's she huge. is the GOAT. Yeah. But, but the thing was, I told her I, like at Bench Nationals uh, uh, to, like at and Kaleem, I was like, hey, it's a pleasure to meet you. You know, I'm trying to catch their wolves. And she was just like, yeah. <laughs> 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 it was just funny because she said it because I'm sitting up there like, TD weighs, you know, 130 pounds more than I do. And he's only 20, he's only 18 pounds ahead of me. On bench press, so his best bench press is 639 or something like that. My best is 619.5, so that's close. But I'm never going to be able to push the mass he pushes. It's just that he also has a beautiful stroke. Like his bench press, he has he has extremely long arms. He's extremely explosive, and sometimes he gets loops on his bench presses. So if he really wanted to push 600 kilos, I mean 300 kilos, I think he could have done that. But he keeps going for 683, you know, that number instead of the other number. So trying to stay within these numbers sometimes, it kind of makes it – it's more it's an illusion. Like, I'm closer than TD, but I'm not. Like, yeah. he's, really a, he's really a little bit more further out than I am. But I think all this stuff comes down to some of the guys. Like, I still care about how I look because I'm a personal trainer. So it's hard to sell personal training at 350 pounds. Like, <laughs> hey, you fit with me. But, see, I can still do a 360 dunk. I yeah. can still hit tennis balls, golf balls. I can still, I'm still athletic. And the thing with, uh, I think the Richardson kid is that, I think that he could probably push into the 900s on squat. His bench has a lot of room. He has a, because he is. I think the younger guys just all struggle with bench press. I think all of them bench. I think none of them are good at bench for the most part. On the grand scale, when you look at a 800 pound squat, 900 pound deadlift, you got a 490
0: bench yeah. that looks crazy. Brett can do think that. Uh-huh. Yeah, because like, like you're saying, Brett Gibbs can bench almost 500. So in relative, I know what you mean, where like compared to the squat and they're dead, their bench should be well well above that. Yeah, but Luke, but, the, I
1: mean, it, the thing about Luke is the only thing I find really interesting for him is that when is he going to hit a fucking RPE 10? Like when he's lifting, like you look at his last competition and watch his lifts. He's skating. His, 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 I mean, nine for nine, you watch him and at not one point did I see him like there's not a struggle, there's not a, a shake, there's not a knee cave, not an elbow wanted, bind. He like,
0: wanted that thousand kilo, um, and then he'll he'll get more ballsy after that because he didn't want to risk, you know, overshooting,
1: miss a lift, and Like, oh man, now I'm set back from that thousand. But I think, but as juniors, like like Joseph, him and Pablo going against each other, like I mean, that's that to me is something of beautiful. As to long watch.
0: as like Jason's saying though, because uh, we had him on the on this podcast and he was saying one of his goals. I don't, were you? Yeah, you know, it was. Um, he was saying he wants to be the, in the World's Strongest Man competition. And once he goes that route, there's no coming back. You got to do what you got to do. Well, he
1: said he's only got another year or two. year or two left and he's done. He's going into strong. But, he's but gonna, see, because the, the thing with him is, with all is going
2: to get enjoyment out of saying he's the World's Strongest Junior? Like, is that going to continue? Like, is he going is to, it, is it worth, uh, like, give you an example. I could have been an alternate um, in Worlds, I think, in Belarus. <laughs> But it was like, okay, go to Belarus, finish fifth or sixth and get points for your country or win the Masters title. I was able to parlay that Masters title into a a little bit of bread. So I use that to my advantage. So I guess being the world's strongest junior sounds good, but saying, yeah, I finished fourth or finished third uh, doesn't sound as appealing. So if he's willing to say, you know what, I'm coming for Kelly. I'm coming for Jezza if Jezza ever comes back. What the, what the fuck like,
1: to Jezza? He,
0: <laughs> He's in world. He's, he's in world. Like he's in 100 raw. That's where he is. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah.
2: But, yeah. Uh, if he's willing to say I'm going, I'm gonna
0: go chase Kelly. That, that
2: that that that's a little more reasonable. But that's still not that's not easy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because he's still like he, he Kelly squat Kelly benches 100 some pounds more than him. it will mm-hmm. be can he out deadlift Kelly by 200 pounds? It'll be that type of Dynamic, which you know, it, it can get it can get dicey. So I think there's some situations and matchups that can happen. I think Paul 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 Paul, whatever his name is, Pablo? if he's if he's able to get a thousand kilos as well, and they go into that into world, yeah, that will get nasty. Well, will You watch
1: videos on his last meet, like fuck, man, he hits hits his squad and he comes up and he's laughing. Like a dude who the fuck hits her third squat laughing like he's halfway through and just starts laughing like it went so easy for him. I I think think like Jason's saying, if Richardson keeps winning juniors
0: and isn't super pressed, eventually the the mystique wears off. You're like, alright, I already got that title. That title's not going anywhere. World champion. You need it. It's amazing on the resume. That's
1: yours. Before you leave, before you leave, at least once, go into the open and push it. Let's push, the, push the limits to see what's there. And I don't disagree. Like, I'd love to see this guy miss a lift. Not that I want to see him fail, but I want to see him go for something that is just not, like, because it just seems like it's so easy for him. And I mean, like, good on him that his form and conditioning is that great, but his third attempts seem like openers
0: sometimes. Yeah.
2: yeah. His um, I watched, I watched one of his lifts, but th- just think about how demoralizing this would be, right? You, you go on, let's say you hit a 900 pound squat, right? You hit an all-time best bench press of 500 pounds, and you got to put a thousand three on the bar to beat Ray. Yeah. After that, that's crazy.
0: Yeah. The that's thing too you have true. to
2: put a thousand pounds on the bar for deadlift. Yeah. to Even that's crazy. So that it kind of shows how good Ray is because Ray doesn't even train bench. Like I, I, I like I remember this is actually pretty funny. Uh, it was me, Matt Winning, and Ray Williams. Uh, we we're at the Arnold. Uh, and he comes up to us. He thought I was like Ray's uncle or something, but uh, <laughs> so he was like, "Hey man, I can teach you guys how to bench press." You know, you didn't know, like I bench press more than what he, he does, right? Or around the same at the time. And um, I'm listening because he's a legend, you know what I'm saying? So I'm more than more than willing to listen. And he was talking to Ray about like, "Hey man, like I can come down there and you know give you some advice, get you up to 600 pounds," you know, blah blah blah. And Ray was Ray was there listening. But Ray was, like, Ray was just like, yeah, right. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, afterwards, Ray was just like, man, y'all can have that bench shit. Like, (laughs) his elbows, he just doesn't care. Like, he's literally putting up 440, I mean, 540 to 450. Ray could easily be pushing 585, but what's the point of having that big-ass bench? Like, my best lift is bench press, but my squat and bench are less than 150 pounds apart. Like, I'm not getting anything out of having that big bench unless... You're looking at people who aren't at that super super elite level mm-hmm. it's like if if ray let's say for instance if uh, i was in a situation with this past year at ipf worlds for the masters uh jamie the big the big guy from uh, alaska he scares the shit out of me because just like um, um rich luke that guy i've never seen him have an easy i mean a hard lift so i'm thinking okay he a master lifter I'm going to beat him. I beat him at Bench Nationals. I beat him at something else. I was like, let me just look at his left. So I look at his left and I was like, damn. I will say, all right, so what, what, what was that? His opener? And they're like, nah, that was his third. And I'm just like, damn. So he hasn't, he hasn't, he didn't, like, 700 pound squats, looks like nothing on him. Then he benches 560. So I was like, whoa, hey, wait a minute. That's, so I was like, I say, wait, if he starts training, he's going to push me. So I was all geared up thinking that I was about to get pushed. So. I went into it a little bit more, like, weary. But I don't want to compete with the old guys. Like, that's kind of the thing. It's like, I know that I'm in a a funny spot in terms of training because these young kids are coming. So this year would have been the year I go as an Open. I should have went as an Open last year. And I could have placed top three, top four, right? But going forward, you got Pena, you got Luke, you got uh, Pawwalk. You got – these kids are coming. And when they come, the – Number two Number three Number four Number five We're all in trouble Yeah So It's like Only way I can stay alive In this Is to go to 120 You go to 120 If Dennis isn't there that not going Crack you man It's
1: open um, It's
2: open It's open Because Matt if, if Matt Sumner Gave a shit about The bench press like, like literally If he literally Gave a shit about The bench press it's, He would be a 21 Easy 2100 pound lifter It's easy.
0: so crazy that uh, Like seeing you And Matt It's like you guys are total opposites, man. It's AB. Yeah, yeah. He has a 350-pound bench, dude. You could be- a bench Matt, uh, which is insane. But Matt, but he's not a weak. Obviously, he's not weak. He's he's the, the U.S. national champion. But I mean, yeah, He also but, played college football. He was a, he played at Boston College. Well, he was a lineman at Boston College. He's, he's an athlete through and through. Um, I think he got a 9, 10-kilo total. So do you feel like um, you could cut down... And, and maintain the strength? Like, would it be a harsh cut for you to keep that strength up? Like, what, what do you I, think your total would be at? Over 2,000. And, what was, and um, what's that in
2: key the main, Yeah, the main reason why I say that is because I think my deadlift would get back to where it was. And my squat is ever improving or ever evolving. I don't know, 90. if I could get to a 700 pound squat and a 550 bench, 760 deadlift, that's in the game. Yeah. So. So I think it's possible, it's just it's just a matter of me doing it and um, not, like, because I actually tried cutting before, and when I got into it, my bench just dropped. Like, I went from, um, I got caught with, like, um, 562, and I was like, oh, shit, I was like, never again, because I can do 562 before, yeah. and I was like, I, I missed it. I think I did, I tried to double it, and the second one kind of, like, had me, I had to use my safety shit, and I was like, I didn't like that feeling, so I immediately started uh, trying to gain weight again. But... It's like when you, like if you, if you followed me, I was doing and one mixtape videos and stuff like in 2009, dunking from the free throw line. Like I was playing tennis and skateboarding, BMXing. I was doing all this other stuff and it always revolves around me being athletic. And I always said if it got to the point where I was no longer athletic, I would change my, I would, I would quit powerlifting. Cause I'm like, that's the, that's the thing that I never wanted to be. But now I'm more of a power lifter than anything. You know, it's like I, I bench press a lot of weight. And my I can deadlift when I have to, and I can squat a little bit. So it's like I have two. I have like my my deadlift and bench at one point were neck and neck. But now it's like my bench has gotten so much past uh, my deadlift and my squat is that I identify with it. So in order to do that, I have to be a certain weight, like three hundred five. That six hundred didn't look right, you know what I'm saying? So it's like it's 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 kind of a a crush, but I do think if I had a year to do like to stay around two seventy five, I think I would I think I could grow into a strong one twenty. But you got Matt. They have so they have, there's this other kid that um, Honey trains out of California. He was in a daytime session at
1: um, at oh, Nashville this I know year. Who that is, I can't think of what his name is. I know exactly that kid a yeah.
2: freak. A freak. Listen to me. He's a freak. If you would have been if he would have been in the prime time, I think he would have pushed Matt a lot harder because um that kid squats like a, he has like a seven fifty squat. He's like a two hundred and thirty-five pound um Oh damn,
0: he's like, small for that
2: class. Oh, super small. And also he came up to me talking about he can out-dunk me, right? So I'm looking at him like you trip. Like so for <laughs> him to come up to me, I can tell you, he, he's from California, he got that little swag with him. But uh, really nice kid, super nice kid, and he was just like um, he had the game. He tried to gain weight, and it threw off his belt. Like I could tell, it, he was off a little bit, but he wasn't being pushed in the morning session. He wound up with a an eight. He wound up with an eight eighty total, and he was in the in the morning session. And Matt, I mean, he squatted what nine fifty or something like. Like Matt squatted like an eight fifty and pulled eight fifteen and missed three fifty. So I think that kid next year is going to be nasty. Like, he's going to be super nasty. So, even if I go to 120, it might be me to go to 120 and compete with Ryan Stills uh, for the Masters at 120. Well, um, you know, like what that. was
0: Willis' total last year? 900 even, but he's done more. That's all he needed for the win at yeah. the IPF Worlds. Who? Oh, oh. Eric, Eric Willis. Eric Willis at the IPF World Championships with a 900 yeah. kilo even. But um, that's what he needed on that day, but he's hit that previously and I think he might be capable of a little more like obviously worlds, you pull, but you need to pull to win. Uh so he's yeah. gotta do nine ten. That's not a huge jump. I mean shit changes day to day. Um, he is
2: he is a very unassuming guy. I oh, I've seen yeah. him a couple of times. And I was like, Is that the dude who I was like, yeah, that's cause he was at Raw Nationals. Yeah. And I was like, looking at him, I was like, man, you would never see it coming. No, like, like almost with Dennis, like I remember uh I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but when I first met Dennis, uh, it was at a a USPA meet. And everybody know, I used to be super hard, drug-free, drug-tested. Like, I'm drug-free, I'm drug-free, but I was competing in the USPA, and nobody gave a shit. So it's like, the more I said it, the more they disliked me. So uh, this one meet, they said, hey, they got another guy that's just like you here, and he's really good. So I'm like, who is it? I'm like, nobody's stronger than me if they're not on drugs. You know, that's in my head. I just started so there's like that guy right there. He he uh, he has a, a big bench and he's drug free. So I'm looking at him and it's dentist and I'm like that guy. Like and I'm saying that and I'm saying that because he's so unassuming. He's so and he was just eating soup and everybody
0: was just watching him. Nobody looks tough eating soup. You never see a tough guy movie actually yeah, eating been soup. Ate. It might be <laughs> <ate>. it might be <laughs> <ate>. it might <laughs> right. But he's he's eating
2: and everybody's just staring at this dude. And I'm like, why the fuck is everybody staring at this dude eat? And then we get on the platform, and I look at the numbers, and he, had, he was open. At, like, Dennis was like at, He might have been, like, a little over. This was uh, 2015. So Dennis might have been right at 2,100 at the time, but he had, uh, he had, I think he had squatted, like, 780 or something like that. But he gets the bench press. I'm always the last person bench pressing. He out me. Oh damn. I was like, what that's the only time that's, that's I like saw one of the only times it's ever happened, but he was in a a, a different flight, but he was a he was a one twenty. You know, he was a 275 and he had benched five fifty. So Dennis has been benching these crazy ass numbers for a long ass time. Yeah. But I had benched five thirty five and he benched five fifty. I'm like, who the fuck is this dude? <laughs> and it was like they were like, That's Dennis Cornelius and I'm like, fuck. So now to to to, to get to the point where you know, I'm one of the stronger guys in the USAPL, and um, you know, actually, this year Dennis and I were supposed to race because Dennis said, uh, you know, we had to, we had to see who was the fastest out of us, so we were going to race. Oh, like
0: but a no, no shit full oh, race. race? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that would have been a that'd be a good race, man. But I'm not letting Dennis be in the race. <laughs> well, he's he's like a short stocky dude, but he can
1: move. You know, he does a lot of sprints and shit like that. That's how he drops weight fast. He does yeah. a lot of hill sprint and shit like that because. He's a big boy, and then usually when He's
0: he competes, thick. like, dude, his ankles are
1: like, like freaking. Man, box, Dennis man. is a whole other dude, man. So Just
0: like, thick.
2: Uh, like Ray, like Ray always talks about, like, man, this dude around here dunking and all this stuff. But I'm, I'm tall, like I'm, I'm six one, and I think uh, Dennis might be five ten, maybe something yeah. like that. But I don't know if you remember last year at Raw Nashville, Dennis came in like damn near three hundred pounds. Yeah. Like, Dennis <laughs> comes in, and when he comes in. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, because I'm saying to myself, he's going to take one of the spots away from the, the yeah, top guy. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, so Dennis was trying. He was like, man, I don't know what the fuck happened, man. I ate <laughs> a steak, man. He ate like a 30-ounce steak and tried to figure out why he gained weight. Damn. But uh, his ass wound up, he wound up cutting weight, and uh, he actually made weight. I don't know how the hell he did it, but he wound up uh, making weight in like a, a day and a half. But he was like damn near, I think he was like 290. <laughs> He had to cut down to two sixty-four. He did it. That's miserable. Two days. Yeah. But uh yeah, but he he's, he's a beast, man. But all these guys, it's just that I think we're talking about like, you know, keeping that strength at that size. And I think that even with Dennis, when he goes down to two sixty-four, his numbers drop a lot. And it's like I think he's tired of doing it. And I don't know if he's gonna want to go through the process again. You know, mm-hmm. you can't make any, you're not gonna make any money in these competitions. And it's like What's left for him to do? So I he think went, he's doing. Um, he's been here.
1: Big, he's been baking back into the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Like it's it's crazy. He's light as fuck right now. He's like two sixty eight. No two fifty eight. Two fifty eight. Yeah, 258. yeah. He's,
0: he's into like he's into that. He's into yeah. like fighting MMA and stuff. Because like he made that. he made a crack about
1: he made a crack about if he keeps going he's gonna go one hundred five like fucking. <laughs> well, he looks light as shit. I
0: don't know. Like he's probably he's at a point now because he's late thirties where he's probably like if I'm gonna if I have any kind of stones left unturned and he wants to do that kind of shit it's now or it's never and you can be in your 40s and powerless and, and you're strong and you could you could come back but for some yeah. of these other sports you got to get these things done if he's got you know and maybe he takes a stab at it gets it out of the system comes back we'll see but um, like for yourself in terms of dropping the 120 it does take like there is like dieting down, then there's reverse dieting to get the calories back up, but the weight stays down. So there is like a hump to get over where when you first drop, that strength drops. Man, I dropped like 20 pounds before as well doing this kind of stuff. And um, initially you're like, holy shit, if I feel like this the whole time, I'm, not, I'm just not going to be competitive. Then you reverse the calories, the body gets used to being that small, and all of a sudden the strength comes back where your weight class lower. It takes, it takes time though, man. Like it's not a short process, that's for sure. I think it's gonna be
2: interesting. Um, now I will say this, I was benching 500 at 250, right? So I was I was 250 pounds and I was with no technique. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was squatting probably 300 pounds and I was deadlifting nothing cause I never deadlift before. So I started in, um, my first meet was October, 2014. So this has just been my fourth year of competing. Um, I had never squatted before. I had never deadlifted before. Damn. My, <clears throat> my very 30s. first meet. I I squatted four forty six. I bench five hundred one, and I deadlift seven hundred five. Holy! That was, and that was and that was with less than a month of training. So, um, my numbers early, and I was like two eighty nine. I believe my first meet, to whatever like that, two eighty six or something like that. So my always my plan was always to get to two seventy five, and then I, it just got to a point where I just couldn't get it because the more I ate, the stronger I got. Yeah. And I kind of fell in love with the strength part of it. But uh, I just think now it's just to a point where you, you hit a wall. It's like I'm not willing to put, you know, 380 pounds on my body to try to get yeah. a second to, to Ray or compete with some of these younger kids. It's just not going to happen.
0: Don't slam dogs like, around the window when that happens.
2: Yeah, so it's it's, 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 it's done. I'm, I'm, I'm cool on that, you know. So so now it's more or less one of those things where I want to still be able to BMX and skateboard because I do all those other things. And I was I did long drive. I drive the ball 400 yards. Like, I, I was doing stuff, and I would get hurt. And that was always my thing. If I got hurt doing something, I would stop. And with powerlifting, I haven't really gotten injured that much. So it's like as long as I, I don't tear any pecs or bicep tendons, like – I haven't done a curl in three years because I was just so scared I was going to tear my bicep. I used to have 21 biceps, you know, but I used to, when I deadlift, I used to kind of curl the weight up. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm still, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm straight. Yeah, I was going to say, but you're a big dead. dude. Yeah. But I don't do, I don't do those exercises. All I do, I squat, bench, deadlift. I don't do any accessories. Um, I just do bench, squat, and deadlift. So I'm trying to now you know, figure out a way when I, when I, as I start dropping, I'm going to have to add these other elements in, I think. So, uh, and then coaching yourself is, is also one of those things is that, um, I had helped one time. I helped, I had or well, two times. I, when I first started, there was a guy helping me. He's a, uh, a, a gear lifter and he was using a program from like the 1980s or something. And I'm like, bro, this, this ain't, this ain't it. So I kind of <laughs> stopped working with him. And then after I got into that issue, I got into this huge controversy in the uh, USPA that was pretty disastrous. But uh, that's what actually led me to going into the USAPL. And when that happened, um, uh, Steve Goggins reached out to me and was like, "You're not going to be able to lift in Texas anymore. Uh, you're gonna, you know, you might want to start, you know, looking at doing meets out of state because of all the stuff that happened." So I was like, "All right." So he worked with me, and actually. You know, Steve Goggins isn't really known for uh, his bench press, but Steve Goggins actually saved me because I used to bench press every day. And <laughs> I, I, was, I would do, I used to do 225 for 100 reps every day. And that became a staple because it was like push-ups. And my, my tolerance for bench became, it was just ridiculous. But when I got to the 500 level, I started benching 500 pounds every day. Holy and God. I did, and he was like, he was like, he was like, bro. You're not going to make it. He was like, you're going to burn out, like, very soon. He was like, you have to figure out what's more important, you know, bench pressing, um, you know, every day or trying to make this something that you do for the next 20, 30 years. So, when he first gave me my program, he was getting, it was like two times a week. I bench press on Mondays. I bench press on Thursday. The Thursday was a light day. And I was having a hard time with it. That's why he fired me. You know, he fired me as a client. <laughs> uh, because because it's actually it's actually funny because if you have a Hall of Famer, one of the greatest ever, uh, and I think he gets overlooked because he came up in the same time as Ed Cone but Steve Goggles was the first man to squat eleven hundred pounds. But that doesn't get talked about, it doesn't get mentioned. Mm-hmm. And Steve wasn't no big guy, like he might have been under two hundred and sixty pounds. Like Steve wasn't no huge dude when he did that. But uh, uh he a lot of things that I did, I actually squat very similar to him and i don't play like you know if you say something to me i'm gonna say it back i don't play no games so he kind of liked me but at the same time i wouldn't listen and he would he'll be like he'll be like hey man did you just spend 585 pounds and i was like yeah man he goes why you do that and i was like man i had a bad day man so i went in there and just went did the jump so he goes okay okay that's cool i understand so then i did it again and he goes Hey, so you, what happened? Like, I was like, yeah, man, I had a good day, man. So I just went there and bitch. So <laughs> I, basically, I bitch, if I have a bad day or a good day, I'm <laughs> bad. So, uh, you know, he was like, all right. So when I, the next Monday came, I went looking for my, my workout. And he was like, you got it. And I was like, what? He was like, you got it. You know you know what you're doing. <laughs> so it was right before Raw National. So I didn't have a program being into Raw Nationals 2016. And I kind of went YOLO, so I actually started benching every day again. Like, yeah, I'm a yeah, and I wound up benching 573. I didn't have a good run. I I totaled 2,000 or something, but it wasn't what I was supposed to. But his workouts were 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 hard. Like, I I physically didn't have the time to do the workouts because they were like two to four hours, you know. And Mm. I just I just don't have the time, but. He actually saved my bench press because what I found out during that time was if I just bench pressed on Mondays and Thursdays, it was the perfect split for me to lift heavy on Monday, recover enough for Thursday, and then repeat it again. So um, I always would be thankful for that because it also taught me a lesson. was that I had a person willing to help me who's one of the greatest ever who didn't have to do that. He did it. So now going forward, you know, I coach guys for bench press. And it happens all the time with me. You know, they feel good. They hit these high triples. And then next thing you know, I'm looking at the Instagram. They maxing out. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? And I can't say anything because I did it too. So, you yeah. kind of just have to know they're going to do it, you know. But uh, that was a very important time. And that, that actually was when I was at, like, my deadlift was at over 800. During that time, my squat, I've been, my squat was like 700. But my, my deadlift was at 800. My bench was on fours for six. So I just thought I would be a little more, a, a lot further ahead by now. But, you know, you have life steps in, you know, you have weird injuries where you wake up one morning, being 41 years old, I wake up some mornings and my knees are hurting. Um, I can't jump, you know, uh, my, I get dead arm. Like sometimes like it'll just like, it'll happen every once in a while where I just don't, I can't control my arm, where if I can like unrack 500 pounds. And as I come down, the oh, bar, I lose control of the bar, but I can reverse it.
0: Okay. And okay. I found,
2: and I found out it's something with my back. It's, a, it's something with high low bars. I switched from low, low bar to mid bar. So it's just trying to put everything together, man. But this is all happening as, I, as you get older and, and when you're doing the sport. So it's like, when you think about it, I was the number one master in the world. Like when you think about it, like you have to, uh, bring, uh I forgot his name, um, he does, he does Strongman as well. Uh, shit. Uh, t- I can't think of his name, but he he has the best total in raps. Brandon, Brandon wait. Wait. Uh, Y'all, did it. Y'all did Kings and Lift with him. He's a master lifter, old school, he does Strongman. He's the World's Strongest Man guy too. Brandon Cass, maybe? Not Nick, there's Nick Best. Nick, Nick, Nick Best, Nick, Nick best. best. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. See, that guy, like, that that would be a that would be a really good matchup. Dude, he's right? a beast, dude. He's a beast. He's a beast. beast. I would love to do it in sleeves, like him, like going up against him in sleeves. I think that would be good. He, he may get me, but that would be a very good oh, old yeah. man matchup. Yeah. But he's a savage though. He's a straight savage though. Yeah. But uh, I look at some of the stuff he's doing, and it's like trying to be in the loop, you know, doing just enough to. Um, uh, you know stay relevant and you know help out some of the younger people like I help out a lot of people a lot of people look to, look to me for advice people you would never expect you know hey man like I'm having issues with my bench I shoot them a little advice you know so yeah. some people don't don't listen and other people can't do it but uh you know I do just enough man so and also um I have like you know I'm sponsored by a seven and my first ever uh collect, um, signature wrist wrap Oh, no just shit. in. So, it's just, so I got my own, you know, signature wraps, you know, <laughs> the Mr. Lego of everything. So we actually uh, went through like 20 or 30 different samples on these things. I was able to design everything around them. So these will be out soon. So I'm able to do a lot as a master lifter, you know. So I just do enough, stay fresh,
0: you know, stay young, yeah, know what's I, going on. I remember watching. So at the IPF Worlds, um, you had been chasing that <laughs> open world record bench. And it means yeah. a lot, like, whenever you have, like, a master lifter, it's inspirational for everyone who's watching. This is where Instagram's beautiful. When someone's on a journey and they're hunting down something as big as a world record, like, nobody's ever done it. And when you got that world record in Calgary, man, dropped down to your knees and the whole nine, and uh, it was a huge moment, man, especially, like, your whole background and like, how long you've been chasing it. Like, what was that moment for you?
2: Um, it was almost a culmination of a lot of things.
0: It- I, I thought more
2: about baseball right um i was i was a hyper talented kid like i could play any sport like um uh david douglas the other day was like j mike the only person that gave birth to himself like uh <laughs> <laughs> like uh, uh, the most interesting guy like if you say something i've done it but i've done it and it's like i've done a lot of stuff with very little fanfare you know uh I would do something in a sport. Like I'll start start a sport, get good at it, and then I'll just disappear from it. It wouldn't be like they call it master, what jack of many trades, but what master, master of none. Of or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with me, I typically get very good at, like, really good at it before I leave. But people don't realize I was doing table tennis before I was doing powerlifting. I was at I was playing five hours a day. I was doing it every day. shit. And I, I went to Chinatown. Houston has actually one of the best table tennis communities in the world and also one of the best United States players ever is from Houston. And um, the Rockets general manager, Daryl Morey, is best friends with them. So I used to play table tennis with Daryl Morey. The day they signed Dwight Howard, I was playing him. So I say, all, I say all this to say that I was always good at all these different things, but I never finished it. Like It was like I will get to where I wanted to get to, but I just wouldn't finish it. You know, I played college baseball, hit a home run, my first college at bat, I blow my back out. I'm no longer playing baseball after being someone who could have played professionally. I worked out for the 49ers, they invited me to camp, I didn't go. Uh, Damn. I I, I, I TV shows, I should have been on Survivor, like all kind of weird stuff you can name I could have done, but I just never finished it. So, what happened with the, power, the, the, uh, the powerlifting thing? I remember my first meet, I, went, I did an APA meet, it was a bench only. And I remember looking at the records, and I was like, "Shit, they only benched at two hundred and seventy pounds." I'm like, "About to destroy these records." But <laughs> yeah. so then I started thinking about it. So I go up to, the guy, I was like, "Yeah, I need um, five hundred um, pounds." And he goes, 500 pounds, how many kilos? I was like, nah, 500. She said, are you sure? She was like, oh, <laughs> so, you know. That's like, so the records were in kilos, and yeah. I didn't know kilos. So I'm sitting up there like, damn, so a person actually spent 600 pounds? <laughs> so, so I didn't know. So it's like for me to think about that particular day or the day I was putting chalk on my thighs and everybody watched me and I'm thinking they look at me like I know what's going on to me now on the cusp of breaking a world record that I missed the year before now if you you remember I went for 606 607 in um Belarus and missed but that was also the year they lost my luggage yeah I didn't have I didn't have my belt I didn't have my
1: shoes I just missed we did the show right after that last time yeah
2: Yeah. so then what, what makes that even more weird was that uh the, the big Algerian, he he went, he opened with 607, yeah. and he jumped us 300 kilos. yeah. So when he did that, I was like, you know what? And he missed. So when he missed, I was like, you know what? I might have a shot at breaking that record. But I didn't realize he had opened at 617. I thought he opened at the record. He opened up all the records. So when I go into this year, I was already playing, like, all right, I'm going to break the world record with 617, I mean, 6, 60, 6, 607, and they were like, the record's not 607, the record's 617. I'm like, well, when did that happen? They said last year. So I was like, oh, shit. So I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to get it. So in training, well, I haven't talked to you guys, sister, but in training for that, um, I got up my, my, my 600 up to uh, for a double pause. The funniest shit ever. I'm, I'm in here benching, I'll, I'm always by myself, I always have multiple cameras going. Because I have one camera that I use to wash my feet, my head. I have another camera that I use for Instagram. So I always make two copies. So I press record. I press record. I go in. 600. Boom. Boom. Yeah. I get up. Both cameras fill. <laughs> Shit. I was, I was in tears. Like, I was like, oh, my God. No, Instagram is not going to get teeter. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I was so mad. I sat there. there. I, I punched my iPad. And I was like, I didn't break it, and I was like, you know what, I'm about to do it again. But someone told me, said, Jason, don't, don't do it again. Just wait until Monday. But I was like, nah, Instagram, got to see this. <laughs> so, so I go ahead, and I post, I, 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 I set it up again. And I get it, but it wasn't the same. And I was like, that's going to cost me. And I was two weeks out of Worlds. So when that Monday comes, I was going to do six, I think I did 6 six, eleven or something like that. And I did it, but it wasn't great. So we get ready for IPF Worlds. I'm doing my my last preparation. I always do 573 right before the meet just to see where I'm at. And the 573 was slow, like real slow. So I was like, I'm supposed to open at that. I can't open at that. So we get to to IPF Worlds, and Paulie's like, Jason, I already know you're going to change your numbers. I said, look, I'm not open at 573. He goes, what? He says, I watched your video. Didn't you, didn't you hit 600 for a double? I said, Yeah, but my bench is off, man. And he was just like, All right, man, it's on you. So we opened at 529. The 529 moved okay. But then we went to 573. And 573 moved like nothing was on the bar, like nothing. So I'm like, All right, man, well let's just go for the American record, which is 589. And Paulie was like, No, we're going for the world record. <laughs> in, That's not how the story six, ends. He, he put in 619.5. So I was looking, I go, damn. I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right. And I got it. So I, it was like everything hit me at that one time because when I got the weight, it was a good pause. Everything came up. I had a little stop, but I powered through and I just couldn't believe that I got it. And I was just like, bro.
1: That's a huge to, jump. Like how many win. kilos is that? 46 pounds. That's like 20. That's, jump. Crazy. that's a huge jump. Dude, a little, for bench, that's, that's a, little, a massive yeah, that's jump. It's a little over 20. I think you're like 22 kilos or something. And for jump people like who no, didn't know,
0: uh, was I commentating that or was I on the sidelines? For uh, I, don't, I don't know if you called it. I know you came in the back. I came after. in the back. And I remember being like, or maybe I came after. Either way, um, like anyone who have been following you, man, you've been hunting this down and like been chasing this world record. And like you said, like, this would be your moment. You see this through. The biggest bench of all time. Being a master who does it. People love that. And um, like it's one of those deals where you're watching. You're like sincerely happy for the dude on the platform. And when you were like, oh, shit. You dropped out, Like it happened. Like it actually happened. And
2: then Paul, Paul was like, uh, get up. You got to go deadlift now. He was like, all right. He said, all right. You finished? All right. Now, uh, now you got to go deadlift. And I was like, yeah, hey, I, I do. And I just missed. And then I missed. 760 at lockout for 2106, and it should have happened. But, um, I I think what happened is I told him, I said, Give me whatever I need for 2100 on deadlift after that, and that would have been the seal. I may not have powerlifted again if I would have got that 2100 that day, but he said, Uh, I think if I would have put in uh 755, 100, I get it, but we did 760 and I got it all the way, just could not finish it. But I think it would have gave me 2,999 oh. or something. Yeah. So he went to the next one up. But uh, that was a, a very special day, man. But yeah, I knew I wasn't going to keep the record. I knew that Algeria was coming. And um, he chipped it. So he, he, so right now it's at 620.5 or something like that. So he chipped it the next week um, with the big boys. But I out-totaled him, though.
0: So nah, I, feel, there you I go. feel good. There you go. And so what's the record at 120? I'm um, I'm thinking. The open world record, it, do you know? It's like 573 or something like that. Oh I shit. I think Dennis had Dennis had it.
2: Uh the guy the, the guy that I think he got popped uh, like a year ago. I think he got popped, but I think it was like for a funny supplement thing. And so he didn't get a, a long band, but I think yeah. he has records. I know Dennis still wants to get that record back. So And you know the funny thing? The funny thing about Dennis is, is that Dennis is not far off from a 600-pound bencher. No. And he can also do stuff on bench I can't do. Like, uh, he did four or five for 20. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: And I was like, no elbow sleeves around the elbows and all that funny stuff you see now. No, no fucking
1: shoes. Yeah, yeah I can't.
2: I, I, yeah. I, I, res, I, res, I, res, I just respect the way he goes about doing it. You know, like, he'd have his feet up on a, on a uh on the, uh,
1: tool, the tool rack and shit Like I'm like what the hell Dennis, this, I mean He just goes No socks No shoes Yeah he got no socks No shoes know, it's no funny whatsoever. I remember when we interviewed him I asked him I'm like what the fuck's up With the no shoes Like is it for the balance Like bridging Something He's like no man I'm just too lazy To put my shoes on I'm That like, <laughs> out Like yeah I at home. I don't want to put okay. my shoes on Hey so, I got, I got I mean, a question for you Before you go Those numbers in the back That I'm looking at uh, Are those goals Are those best numbers in each Like what is your that-
2: that's actually funny so th- that was those are the numbers that I thought I would get one day right so one of them is 750 pounds squat I did that uh, in June right the next one is a 633 bench press I have not done that yet the next one was an 805 deadlift competition and the total is 2150 all that has to get updated because I think all that's changed but uh, before that like so far my like if you take my best meat list my total is twenty one forty something
0: Ooh. like if you just
2: take what, what i've done it but i just haven't put it together i have yeah. not i just i just can't put it together but um i keep that up i was supposed to redo it as a little reminder but i think that eight i think 800 if I, i'm saying i'm gonna cut to 120 that probably ain't gonna happen <laughs> but if i don't if i don't if i stay around 300 i think that i could put up uh, close to twenty one fifty, something like that. Um, but it's just a matter of just putting it together and just keeping everything tight. But I'm even think I'm not I really don't want to coach because I don't think anybody could coach me based on I when you're older, you lift on how you feel. I'm not doing no RP, I don't understand none of that shit. And then also, uh someone telling me like I watch some of the girls. The girls do workouts I have never done before. Like uh what's the girl? Uh, Sarah Ann or uh
0: she lived yeah, in yeah, Isabella. Sarah Ann Lawrence Yeah, yeah Amanda, Amanda. 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 That's right.
2: That was freaky, I was in a warm up room Watching her Her last warm up was more than mine yeah, Holy shit now, And that's not normal, but yeah. It was crazy, and the yeah. girl is like These girls, like, I'm watching some of the sets they do I'm ne- The most I've ever doubled I doubled 650 for the first time In my training This prep, but before that I had never doubled 585 So I just do singles. I have high-end strength. So it's like somebody trying to tell you, all right, look what you got today. Like if somebody says your opener should be what you can do three times your body weight.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Or three
2: times, that wouldn't work with me because I don't train like that. So it's just just a matter of, like, I think I'll have to do some changing. And I'm willing to do it, um, but it'll probably happen for Arnold. For the Arnold, I'm going to put down a really good prep. And um, hopefully I can, you know, get some things accomplished. Because I also have to go back to the cage. And um, I did the cage this year, too. Yeah. Uh, and it was just, it was a little disappointing because I had a competition the next day. So I tried to save what I had. So I did 500 with my feet up for five reps. And it was good. It was impressive. But it wasn't what I wanted. So, like, this year, I want to go, like, head up with somebody in the bench, like, 500 for reps until we go, can't go no more. Oh, like, Oh, so like, like,
0: like a like a Larry Wills, like yeah. Larry Wills. That'd be to amazing. That
2: that would be excellent. Yeah, excellent. dude, that's um, a hell
0: of a show. That's a great idea. If he'll do but it, I
2: don't, I don't I don't know if he'll do it, but if he, if he would, that would be good. Or even um, Rob Hall, you know, yeah, me and Rob anybody, Hall. anybody, one of those
0: big dudes, head to head reps, five hundred pounds. That'd be a hell of a show.
2: But the, the, I, the thing about Rob is that uh, me and Rob have had, we have our history with each other, and Rob also is injured, you know, and I hope he makes a speedy recovery. But uh, he's one of those kind of guys, like, and I didn't know what this meant. It's like, you're going to have to carry them out on a stretcher. When he did that shit with him for forsaken warrior, that was crazy. I was standing right next to him, and I was like, all right, I'm thinking it was going to go to 19. Them, them dudes went to 65 reps of 600 pounds and almost killed them. Yeah. I ain't willing to die. I ain't about to die. This <laughs> job, you know what I'm mean? saying? I ain't about that life. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I can go 500. Now, me and TDE could do it. But that wouldn't be—that's not really fair. Like I'm—I I want it to be where somebody around the same size, yeah. you know, whatever. But I, if I can do something like that to get back into the cage, I want to do that. But I don't know if I could do the cage and the uh,
0: the other meat. The, yeah, if you, I, think I if you go to the end, like an AMRAP, that'll smoke yeah. you for sure, man. Especially this But I have to, I have to,
2: I have to uh, make up for what I did. Cause the last time I did the the the, the, the slingshot pro. I got caught with 600 pounds, and it fell on me squatting because I was hurt. And uh, I haven't I never made up for that. So I want to go put up a big number um, for the Arnold. So that's, that's kind of what the goal is going to be um, going there. But uh, you, like I said, I got a lot of stuff going on, though.
0: Do you think, like, a 120 open world record on bench is possible, though? Like, if you talk oh, – if, oh, if I get the 120, that's done.
2: That's done. That's, that's done. That's big motivation, like
0: – not many guys as a master take down two different weight classes, two open world records like you would be the bench dude then. It's something to think about. If you're thinking about 120, that would be huge.
1: Your, what would your Wilkes be at 120 taking that record? Shit. Oh,
0: I don't know.
2: Because right now my bench is 156.5. You could be the bench and guard, man. Now look, now think about it. Now if you look at this back here, in 2016 I had the number one bench in the USAPL. And I, I I I beat Dennis Cornelius by like like a gram or something. Like if I would, if I it, like serious, like it's 145.76 versus 145.75. What? Like so it was like literally like it was super close, right? Yeah. Well that was that was two years ago. Now we're at one fifty six. So if you think about it, I have the I have the third highest Wilkes bench in the IPF. Behind Fast Eddie and another one of those little guys. Mm. I'm third, right? Then I have the third highest bench in the IPF behind uh, TD, uh, the big Algerian, and then there's me. So, no matter how you cook it, I'm third, right? So, I take pride in that because the, Alger- the big Algerian, I-, I keep saying his name like that, but he's I think he's 156 kilos, yeah, he's been. And I'm like, I'm like 139 kilos. TD is, you know, whatever. So it's like, I, I like my spot. So I can make an argument that I'm the best venture in the IFUF. Yeah. I can make the best. I can say I'm the best in the world if I really wanted to. And I could always use my card, you know. But I'm not going to use my card, right? Yeah. But it's like it's like one of those things where I kind of wanted to get to a point where uh, I was I was good enough, like across the board. So that means I would have to get to 300 kgs, right? I was going to do, there's a meet going on in January where all the ventures, top benchers in the world are coming up, and they're going to, be, they, you have to open at 600 pounds. Shit, who's it? Is, is Julius Maddox in this? Yeah, every, everybody's in it. Everybody's oh, damn. It. But this, this is the problem, though, right? Uh, it's, it's me and TD and I are both invited, right? But we'll probably get suspended.
1: Yep. Oh, it's International?
2: This. Yeah. So the thing is, I, I think see. TD I is, see. I think TD TD's going to. I think going to yeah, do it. Yeah, I seen
1: that. TD said he thinks he's going to do it. He said Shit. He basically said fuck it, because I want to go against the best in the world, no matter what.
2: But see, this is the problem. This is this is the this is the one, and I and I told him this as well. It's it's cool. Like if you, I can see if you're if you're Ray, where you're competing against all three, and if Ray were to leave, Ray could make money. Like you realize the amount of money that can get put up for Ray to go against any of these dudes head up. Oh, yeah. Like if they did Ray Ray versus uh oh,
1: the the big dogs. The big dog's are one that yeah. just happened. Not even, not even that. Ray could prop
2: in the position that Ray's in, I, I saw I saw a post where Ray I think Ray's best squat ever is four eighty five KG in sleeves. The best all time now is five hundred KG in reps. Mm. And then the argument the dude said was Ray is scared to put on the wraps. So you can't justify saying uh, 485 kg in sleeves is more impressive than someone that does 500 kg in wraps. And if someone's going to take that argument from you and say, uh, well, he, he should man up and do it, right? Although he's natural, he's tested, all these other things. And they're not going to give him that credit. So for him to leave and prove himself, it would have to be it would have to be worthwhile, right? Mm-hmm. So he would he would probably get probably fifty six. It'll, it'll it'll be a lot of money for him to leave and go compete with the big go compete with those guys, right? And if he did big dogs or one of those, it would be hard for them dudes to beat him. And if he if, if he went and did it in knee sleeves, you realize how crazy that would be. Yeah. Well, the other thing
1: is too is I'm pretty sure that five hundred is not just wraps, so but it's also monolith. That's also monolith. Because there, there ain't too many people walking a thousand pound squats. So, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, that's not. And then also, right on a deadlift bar. Yeah, and he's a deadlifter. He can dead. He can pull. Yeah. He can so, pull, man. Yeah. So, so that might get ugly, you know? So it's just like a matter of uh, trying to figure out uh, what route they want to go in. But all these different um, these contests and, and trying to figure out um, who's the strongest, who's the best. That's what, what I was saying this with TD. He wants to do that, compete against those guys. But, but for me, I think when you say, hey, I bench press 619 at an IPF meet, that says it all. I don't have to figure if it was like pause. I don't have to worry about yeah. if it was touch and go. It says it all. So if TD puts up a 700-pound bench press in the USAPL, that means something, right? Yeah. But let's say he, goes, to, he goes, to, goes there and does, let's say, uh, 683. He's not top five in the world. So 683 is not going to get you top five in the world. What are you competing against? He's, he, that's not for real. Shit, Leroy, Leroy, Leroy has done 675. You got um, Hornstrup, who's done 675. You got Strickland, who's close to 600, and they weigh less. They, they weigh less. So yeah. it's like, for me, you're going to go there and not get the same credit. Because let's say, for instance, you outbitch uh, Strickland. Strickland is 190 pounds, 290 pounds. They're going to say, oh, you're just bigger than him. He's not going to get the credit. Instead mm. of if he just stays where he at. I think if you stay in this federation and put up those numbers and it shows what people can do without, you know, uh, assistance or whatever, I think that stands more for your legacy. But once you leave, you go from number one to top ten. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I, I think it means more for me to, to stay and, and continue to do my work. Now, uh, he does have a shot to be a 700-pound bencher, though. So yeah. if he but he'll never get a chance to go up against uh, a TD or not a TD. Uh, uh, well, actually, Julius is also says he's natural as well. So and he says
0: and you know what? Have you heard the podcast when he's on this? I, th- I heard some of it. Dude, you got to listen to it. He's got a phenomenal story. You love it because you're a bench guy. And um, when he talks about it, you'll believe you'll believe that he's daddy. He's. Fucking so genuine, but you gotta hear the story. Oh, I, I do believe I, yeah, I do believe good. it. And then, um, so his 700. So I'm thinking the first guy who hits 700 in the IPF, it's like when, for me, it's like when Ray hit a thousand pound in the squat. And whoever could do that, Ooh. if TD could do that in the IPF rules, because like you are saying, it makes a difference. Hand off, some guys like a fast start command, some guys don't even, some feds don't even have a start command. Right off the handoff, you start going into it. Flat yeah. photo, uh, flat, Flat feet, head up. There's a lot, like IPF, like you said, it's, it's, it's the top of the level in terms of uh, officiating. I think the first guy who hits hit 700 in the IPF, nobody's gonna be able to take that from him. But I would love to see Julius come over. Julius is one of those dudes, he wants to go head up with those guys as well. And um, I mean, he's tinkering with, you know, maybe coming over to USAPL or whatever sometime, but he wants to go head up with these guys. And it's, one, it's tough, because when you're bench only, because you're a three lift guy, and obviously um, you a know, world champion at three lift, but when you're only bench only, it's a little bit different because you don't have, like IPF for 3Lift, you got competition, like whoa. But when you're bench only, there's so many guys in that other sandbox that you feel pressure, you know what I mean? Like, uh,
2: it's tough. Yeah, but I try. I try. I'm not a good bench only guy. Like I tried, I've done a couple of meets and I, I'm like trying to get psyched up or whatever and it's not, it's, it throws me off. So it's like, it, it's a special talent and I do respect it now, I didn't before. I thought anybody could do it, but it takes a certain mindset to do it. Um, I'm just really curious to see if he does that, goes that route. And he said he feels that like he's going to do it naturally. He's not going to get on anything if he does it. And he's really considering doing it. And, you know, he's also training with a guy who's coached a bunch of 700, coaching yeah. all the big strong ventures now as well. So maybe he can go do it. But if he leaves, I'll be number one. So true. he
1: goes. That's true.
2: <laughs> so he, so if he goes, he goes, you know. If uh, he I, goes, I, I, he goes. You yeah. should but tell I, him I, to I, go. I honestly, I honestly hope he stays, though, because I think his work will it, be better appreciated here because it's kind of like if someone says, like, hey, I noticed the guys that live in your federation look different, like that the physiques are different, like they don't look like Ninja Turtles at 300 pounds, you know. They, you know it's like, he, it's almost like if you're a big guy, like I'm a big guy. And I don't get any. I don't. I don't get the comments. Oh, he's just big. That's why he's able to bench press 600. Like I've gone double body weight over 600. Like my natural stuff. I got. I mean, I, it's it's a case for me for, for wherever I'm ranked in terms of where I'm ranked to be one of the best drug tested benchers ever. Mm. And I take pride in that. I did 600. I did 60, 611 at 303. I did and a full meet where I totaled over 2,000. There's a stat that Open Powerlifting came up with. There's there's only I'm the only venture to total over 2,000 in the same meet that I benched 600 in. Oh, no! Shit. No one else, no one else has ever done that in a 600-pound bench press and a meet where you total 2,000. Yeah, uh, I believe James Henderson. I believe he did his in a full meet, but I think he took token lifts on his squat in his uh, deadlift. Okay. So he did, I don't even think he put up a 2,000 total with a 700-pound um, bench press. So I kind of stay in my pocket. Like, I'm a full meat lifter. But the thing about TD, TD asked me to do a full meat because he could pull down to 800. So oh, he'll probably, <laughs> yeah. See, that's what up. I was going to say because I
1: watched TD, like, I, I like, TD, I always liked him. We had him on the show and there's some yeah, things about him. It's, he's just, he's a generally nice guy. Yeah. But, uh, when I watch him pull, like he's a big guy, but he gets on that bar. Like a lot of big guys, really struggle to get a hold of that bar. And when I see him grab it, like I seen him just ragdolling 500s the other day, like literally ragdolling the fuck out of those things. And I was like, dude, what can he actually pull? Like because he never really shows his his three lip right? It's always a he pulled he pulled,
2: pulled eight hundred with straps. Uh, but they would I think yeah I think he has small hands or something like that. But, I, but he has very long arms, so he yeah. doesn't have the same issue with a lot of big guys getting in position. So he actually gets in very good position. That's what uh, I'm saying. Like,
1: watch him because he's a big guy. And usually big guys with the, the belly gets in the way. Like, it's it, it hits the legs and it's hard to grab the bar.
0: Not him. No. No, no. I, uh, Quick question I wanted to ask you because you said your son was undergoing chemo treatment. And I brought this up in previous podcasts. Is there something? Do you have a GoFundMe or anything that you need help in terms of raising funds? Is there anything like that going on? Because if there is, I want people to know about it now.
2: Now, to be honest with you, man, we we didn't we didn't go that route. We just we just thugging it out, man. We just gonna you know just just take care of it on our own. You know, it's been tough. You know, I have to sell some baseball cards and comic books or something like that. Shit, but okay. uh, you know, we just go ahead and you know because you know it's one of those things. She's doing radiation. You didn't do chemo, but uh, you know it's one of those things where as of now everything is done you know he's fine you know but we have to we're going to be keeping track of this every three months you know getting scans on his brain or whatever making sure that it doesn't form or come back or anything like that and um so as of now we have our our next doctor's appointment will be in november to make sure that you know everything is still good so you know we don't know how things are going to turn out we're just praying for the best man but uh you know hopefully you know they don't come back and you know it's, it's like one of those things where it's it's kind of 50 50 if it comes back but uh, his actions in terms of he started school so um, and he's, you know, getting back into the swing of things, so, you know, hopefully, you know, that's something that we don't have to do, but, uh, you know, it may be something we we do down the line, but as of now, you know, we just figure it out. Yeah, it does
0: happen, man, by all means, let us know because, I mean, shit, you're regular on the show. We we repost. We would love to, like, let us know. We'll hop out. But we don't. No the, weather, the other weather. thing
1: is too is if people watch and watch King List for a long time, we don't advertise. There ain't no fucking advertisements. We don't. You don't know even. Yeah, I mean? yeah. so So if we're gonna put something up there, like that's you know, if you've seen the amount of just people like you know repost this or can we get a shout up for this? No. Like it's yeah, yeah. it's not on there. Oh yeah. That's also, also, wanted, so, wanted, so that's the thing. Wanted, you. Yeah. Go ahead.
2: No, I was, I was saying I also wanted to talk about the repost thing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Somebody so, tagged so, us
0: and said, "Is he talking about you guys?" I was like. No, we reposted no, this, that bench. This, this is actually what
2: happened. Um, Jamal, you know, Jamal, the kid that's been yeah. pulling like 900 and all this. Um, I saw that he was kind of getting frustrated because early on, he wasn't getting, no one was reposting and stuff, right? Yeah. And my message to him was just because it didn't get reposted doesn't mean it didn't happen, yeah. right? And I kind of take that to myself as well because there's times where I'll post, like I'll, you know, hit a big bench and it won't get reposted by anybody. But you have to stay in that frame because what happens is that people get so caught up in the in the the, the kings of the lift world that it's like if they're not getting reposted, they feel they feel disrespected and neglected yeah. so for me it was just more or less a message it was really for him specifically but I just kept it on because there are things sometimes you're doing that people are just not gonna catch or you'll see you know, y'all y'all might post uh somebody who does something that's like not even and impressive but they might get the ticker going. Like, some people yeah. are like, I've, I've noticed that I'm fuck that guy, right? Somebody see me benching 600 pounds in this setup, you see it all the time. So all my lips look exactly the same. So people are just like, oh, this is Jason doing what he does. So I'm kind of uh, used to it now, but that's what the post was for. The post is the post really for guys who see uh, people, like, and I, I don't like, and this is kind of one of those things where I watch guys wear the elbow sleeves and the wrist wraps and all this stuff. And it's like, Why are they like it's like you're strictly doing that for for likes and people are coming comments like, hey man, I saw such and such do this for 20 reps. Uh and I'm like, I don't want to say, well, they're doing it because they got elbow they got wrist wraps on their elbows or so it, it kinda it kinda it kinda uh it clouds things up sometimes for people who are watching. So I always just try to keep in mind that just because someone doesn't repost it or uh people don't congratulate or people don't give you your props. It doesn't mean that it didn't happen. It did happen. You just have to keep focused. So I try not to get caught up in uh, those things sometimes. So it's like for me, that's just more or less my my personal thing is not to get caught up in what's getting reposted. Because there's some people who have never reposted me. So it's like it's whatever, but you guys repost me, but it wasn't it wasn't for you guys specifically, but it was more or less to him not to worry about because now he's pulling nine hundred, you're gonna to have
0: to post. But <laughs> you, know <laughs> exactly, you got to. But
1: here, but here's something I kind of want to say to that for the listeners and stuff like that too. Ryan and I both work full time jobs, right? He does a lot of the posting, pretty much ninety nine percent of the posting. I try to find different stuff, content, different things that he can get on there. But here's the thing about this is that when you work full time job. He tries to keep that thing going as much as possible. You're trying to find content and stuff like that. It's not like we we sit down with a group of a hundred videos and say, "Well, it's only these three that get chosen today." It's it's trying to keep that thing going to keep people watching. Some days you don't have as much time. You don't have nearly as much. Yeah, Some yeah. days you can find a lot of content. Sometimes sometimes, sometimes you look at like when we we used to remember there like used to be three sites running. When you run that, try to find. Bench content on a fucking Tuesday. You know what I mean? Monday it's gold. Everybody's benching. Wait, right, Monday. Right. You know what I mean? I'm trying to keep that stuff. It's a struggle, right, to find that stuff. So it's it's just or so the, people listening sometimes understand. There are a like,
0: few people you could always count on to have a good video, and you're like, um, I could scroll and look, or I could just like, if you're crazy busy on that day, whatever shit you got to do that day, like. Collins, uh, Larry fire yeah, 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 and,
2: uh, yeah. Uh, damn, forgot the other one, but there's a couple of you guys yeah, got favorites. You you'll
0: just like. I'll get the low-hanging fruit, toss them out there. They'll get the likes, they'll get the views. Um, when, let's say Thursday, I got open time. Like, I'm gonna scroll, I'm gonna look. What's everybody doing? But it is like, it's tough because there are days where you're like, shit, man, I got, you know, whatever else you're doing that day. I got a lot of time, so I'm gonna hit my top. You know, the, the guarantees, and then well, other it's, times, it's I'll, funny too. I'll actually, look, look. Not
1: only that, but you like I remember, like we, we just the last one we did. We were talking with Dennis Cornelius. You know, people love to watch Dennis because he's out there, like you said, you know, he's got the fucking, fucking toolbox behind him, you know, no socks in there, and he's about to lift, and then the next day, it's a picture of his cat, you know what I mean, like, he's the most random fucking Instagram guy, like, it's just... Or he'll do a deadlift video,
0: and when he gets up to the top of the deadlift, he's chopped off at the fucking waist, and it's like, dude, he's out of frame, <laughs> out of frame from the waist up, it's like, dude, yeah. what are you? it's you... But,
1: but it's just, like I said, a lot, some people get upset, and, and yeah. I... I try to find the feed now, the messages. We've been going through them a lot more now to try to find who's in there and what because there's a lot of lifters we still miss. We don't even notice until yeah. all of a sudden they're just blown up. So I try to,
0: I watch U.S. Nationals and obviously all the worlds, and I try to keep like as close an eye because people, it's crazy. Powerlifting, there's new guys all the time, right? Eh? And they're like, what do I got to do to get some love? It's like, shit, I didn't know you. I didn't know you yet. Like it's, there's always someone new. And you're like, holy shit, it's hard yeah. to keep up.
2: But um, But I th- I think I think that's one of the things, man. It's like uh you know, just like was being sponsored almost. Like you guys have turned into a huge platform for showing your 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 talent, right? So some people either don't know what they're doing, they think what they're doing is great. Like I remember the other time where I bench pressed five hundred pounds. If I bench pressed five hundred, it was getting posted. So now, it's like, I, I'm like, I'd be like having a 570, and I'd be like, man, should I post this? And it's like, and it's like, I should post it, right? Or if you guys, like, sometimes, it, I can tell, like, sometimes, like, you might post something that's not impressive, and they'll be like, damn, why y'all post that? And I'd be like, damn, I did this after. But it's like, you have, you, you guys, it's, it's kind of in a bad position or a tough spot, because it either looks like you post somebody too much, and... You can almost make people not like them sometimes. Like you will be like, "Damn, her again, or yeah. him again, or what, or this clown stuff again, or or if uh, gimmicky, like yeah. kind of stuff." Like, because I've done stuff like all kind of, you know, I, I I look at different. Like, I try to go to new gyms yeah. and have a different scene because I can tell I get bored looking at my videos. All my videos look the same, and I'm like, "Damn, I need to move my my stuff <laughs> on the other side." <laughs> yeah. Or I put up this little board where I put my little messages and stuff. Like I have. The IPF world record, 620.5 on Bench ain't shit. Like I started, I bought highlight marker so I could put, uh, you could see what I'm actually doing on the bar. But I think about that, but at the same time, I'll have times where my videos are getting 10, 15, 20,000 views and now I'll post 600 pounds and I'll get 300 300 views. I'll be like, damn, (laughs) you know? So it's just like, it's, it's, it's hit or miss. And it's just like, you just have to know, like go along with the flow. And I just I'm just playing it out, you know. It's just like I, I get it. Like at some point, people want to see. Like if you saw me squat 800 pounds, that might break the internet and everybody know I can't squat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, I have to I have to move to another thing. But it's just like you see certain guys, just they just move the move the needle. Like uh, uh, Steve Jinch Tilly, he moves the needle. He like, moves the needle. Was, like, yeah. Like y'all posted y'all posted something like he did like 525 for three. And that shit got, like, 100,000 views. Yeah. I am like, what the fuck? Yeah. But it's just, it, it works. So I would say as a content creator, yeah. you got to do what pulls the views though. Dude, and I, was
1: in my, I was in my basement one time doing a bench press at 225, and my dog wandered up on me. That thing, in a little over 24 hours, hit a million views. Yeah, it's
0: fucking crazy. Oh, wow.
1: So so combined between Gimme Sport off uh, Facebook, which is the largest platform, that hit, like, 600 and some thousand on that. And then powerlifting motivation, we put it up on thing, but combined over the thing, it was over a million views in 24 hours of my dog walking into a picture.
0: It's crazy, you know what's going <laughs> like, uh, to. What you, to the effect of what you said, it is true too. Um, sometimes when you try to give somebody else a little shine, oh this guy's on the the come up, he's not there yet, but he's on his come up. You post him, people are like, what are you posting him for? He's not that great, and then you're like, shit, you're kind of damned if you do. So sometimes people ask for like a repost, and I'm like. Man, if I post, it's not even a good thing if I post you because people will come at you. Like, I got to tell people this sometimes or I just don't tell them. I just don't reply to their message. But some people don't even know how, um, like, King, and this is a good thing. The brand of King Lifts is like, like people expect high level, and that's good. But if we ever, like, dip to, um, like you said, uh, something that's even slightly less than what people expect, people will come in and be like, what the fuck are you posting this for? What are you? And I'm like... It can't. I don't always want it to be just the top one percenters because I we not post the same people all the time. So sometimes I'll be like, it's not a top one percenter, but it's a solid lift and amazing fight, like entertaining fight. Yeah, 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 So I'm like, so I just try to switch it up a little. But out of 10 lifts, I just got two of those and then the other ones are all the same old people. Sometimes people still talk shit and it's like, hey man, you got to give me some leeway. You mm-hmm. be like I you got, I got
2: killed. I think y'all posted when I posted posted my world record. They were like, how is that a world record? The world record's held by Thrill at 738 points, whatever. <laughs> no, yeah, no, and it was just like, I'm like, bruh, like, I can't explain to you why, that's, like, why yeah. you said that, but I get it. But when you look at it, it's like, it's two worlds. Like, and people don't like talking about it like that. Like, you got the IPF, USAPL, world, you got everything else. Yeah. You have a couple of guys who compete in the USAPL, IPF who can actually dance on that side. Like, you know, I was top five 308s in the world for the last three years. Like, top five, every year. Yeah. But it never, it's, it's just, like, kind of out of sight, out of mind. But I always, that's why I always make sure my weight's always under 308. But I try to do enough to where I'm over here, but I like being here. And I like the separation. Because there is different. We're lifting under different circumstances. So I think if if the pages were done different, like, because at first, at one point, you did kind of, they used to say you were IPF bias, right? Yeah. And I think at some point, it was like that, right? But... It's like I still uh, love watching the other guys lift, but I just look at it different. It's like it's, it's almost its own thing. I don't um, like I just view it differently. So I think if, if people are looking for a specific type of content, like if you look at the 83s, I found out that no one in the USAPL gives a shit about anybody over 93 kilos.
0: <laughs> if, you're over, if you're
2: over 93 kilos, no one gives a fuck about you. Yeah. They have people like, hey, man, what's your name? And they are like, okay, yeah, I'm going to look out for you. Like, they were, like, trying to figure out, like, who, who I was. And I was just like, are you serious? Or are telling me about bench pressing. And I was just like, wait, what the fuck is going on here? And then you start you start hearing, like, the, the, the USAPL put the 83s by themselves yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that they're, they're the rock stars of the Federation. <laughs> Everyone from age, 93. And 93 is a little big for them. <laughs> but everything else yeah. on down... That's, that's the superstars, man. So I kind of have to understand that that's where it's at. Like, so they might not know who I am. I know more people know about me from dunking and my athletic stuff than they do from my powerlifting. And I just come to, to know that. Now, uh, it's just that I thought that people want to know who's the strongest. So let's say, for instance, like, you see a small guy break a world record at 83. He broke a world record, right? That's good, right? Mm-hmm. But if you break a world record at at 120 plus, that means you had the biggest ever. Yeah. There's nobody so bigger. That's, that's, There's
1: nobody bigger. No so one yeah. gives a shit. Yeah. No one gives a shit. That's crazy. So, no, because he has so excuses because yeah. he's so fucking big. That's why he broke the record. That's the... Yeah, so I try to...
2: I, so everybody, when they see me, they think I'm a 120, right? And I, I, I think it's because I'm tall or whatever, but I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm a 105, 10, 120 plus. And they're like, damn, you small. Because it instantly goes from either they think I'm smaller than what I am, or they think I'm really, really tall if so they see my dunk videos. But it's like a, a hard mix almost. So it's like they don't, like, if you're 83, like, Russell, Russell is probably the biggest star in the USAPL. Like... He's, he's big, yeah, yeah, you know what? He's, he's not as big as Ray, though. Because when Ray comes in, everybody gets quiet. Like, yeah. it's it's like, move out the way, and the presence coming through. And when Ray's so cool... But Russell is probably the biggest star. Not saying he shouldn't be, but it's just saying that in a short period of time, an yeah. 83 guy has come and just, like, shut it down. If you know? Ray
0: wanted to do the same social media that Russell did, Ray could have a million followers. He just doesn't give a shit. Social media. No, he doesn't.
2: But, but Russell puts in a lot of effort into social media. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. He just lost him here. You know, we got another podcast coming in yeah, two seconds. Funny. I'm going to... Uh, I do, I do want to say goodbye to him. Now let's get him on here. Let's get him on and wrap the song up. We got Eli Burks.
1: This is a good podcast. So we sent our submarine to get him. You can hear the sonar. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. We're
0: not getting him. I might just have to message him. Well, listen. Amazing podcast. God damn, Jason Mike is a phenomenal guest. Eh? Like I love having these conversations because he doesn't just talk about himself. He loves talking about powerlifting in general. He's a fan. Of- oh, he's a
1: fan. He's a fan. Yes. he's a fan. And the thing I like about him is usually anybody, like he jokes around about how uh, nobody gives a fuck about anyone under 93. Well, the thing is about it is that but the thing is about it is that generally, when you ask people who do you follow, nobody follows anyone under their weight class. Like maybe one weight class, but that's it. They don't follow shit. Except for, except for. But then you, you find fans though. Like he's a fan, and I mean that guy can literally talk about pretty much. Like, yeah. dude, he was talking about fast Eddie. That's a yeah, fucking yeah. sixty-six kg fucking. Yeah, yeah, he's
0: he's a uh, yeah. He's one of the better guests I have for sure, just because of his. Depth of knowledge from federation to federation, weight class to weight class. He's been around.
1: He's been around so long. Yeah,
0: and he's got, he, uh, he can talk, man. Yeah. He can talk, and he's not, he's colorful. He's not, like, bland. He'll actually throw out some, you know, he'll get excited when he talks. and He'll throw out some opinions as opposed to staying in the pocket, make sure you don't say enough to, to you upset You know, I,
1: I say, uh, I think that also goes with uh Angel, too, right? Like, he's yeah. he's been around the game. He's been around a lot of different sports, and I think he just, He's sat this way. He's got a, you know, the kid, the wife, whatever, and you yeah. fucking... Fuck it. It is what it is. See yeah. what I'm going to say? That ain't, ain't nothing going to change in him. Yeah. You know what I mean? The people fucking bitch at him a little bit on social media. Who cares? That's, sometimes infamous is better than famous, right? It's so, with him,
0: though, at the very least. <coughs> he's genuine. Uh, like He's yeah. not
1: doing anything
0: just to... Some people talk shit just to get people to talk about what they said. And um, he's coming off genuine all the time. Right. He's not the dude who's going to create a little drama just to be in the middle of some drama so you're talking about it.
1: So there's something else I want to just real quick here. I want to touch base again on is, is the feed. Because there is a lot of people that, like, I... Ryan does 100% of this, okay? I'm not taking this away from... So he's on the feed nonstop. So what, all I try to do is pop in there once in a while, clear out the messages and stuff. And I'm sure going to apologize sometimes to people because, I mean, sometimes it's, we're way past when we should have posted it. Like, it's... I've been pretty a lot more consistent right now finding it. Here's some things, just so people know. When you send a video... It's usually squat, bench, or deadlift. If it's not one of those three, probably not going to get posted. Unless you're Larry Wheels, yeah, i shoulder I, pressing. Yeah, 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 shoulder pressing or something like 500 that. Five hundred pounds. fucking trap bars, fucking arm curls, the shit's not happening. Like it's not. That's not what the content was about. The other thing is, is post the video and send it to us. Don't send a video. I'm not filling my shit up full of your yeah, videos yeah. to edit it for you and put it back up again. Like just send the video. And if you have a private account, fuck off. Because <laughs> I'm just gonna say it that way because I'm opinionated. Fuck off. Because you send it and then I go to it and it says private account. I'm not gonna follow you because now you're my feed. Like if you send a good video and you're top, we're probably gonna follow you anyways. But that is freaking annoying. When they said, "How do you send the videos?" Like, why do you want to be posted if you have a private account? Like, what is that gonna do? Maybe some people started out private and they forgot. I don't know.
0: But yeah, we can't repost you if you're private. So you're just making us. Yeah, exactly. You're bogging down. It's a waste story. of time. You're bogging it down because you got no idea. But, anyways, um, we got Eli Burks here. It's supposed to start at four. And we're four right now. Uh, man, thank you for coming back. I, when I was rocking the piss, I heard Jason Mike. Be like, oh, you back now? Huh? <laughs> Cause yeah, you
1: you you dip in and out every now and then. Well I noticed this chair's got Paul's skinny ass on it. Yeah. It isn't even it isn't well, even well, ass. Well,
0: well, well, is. Speaking of, I think Paul's downstairs waiting for the next podcast. Listen everybody, as always, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, post this up into your stories, give us your feedback, give us high likes, and share this. We're gonna keep it moving. New guests every week, two three episodes every week, and uh, from Six Pack Lapidat and Randy Cook.